one two one two. This is this is Chris, the film school dropout. Yeah, Wait, you start. I know Three. we gotta start. I'm just testing. I'm just getting my voice ready. Three, two, one. What's up, guys? KC Free here. Woo woo. And uh, woo woo woo. There it is. I feel there it. Is. I'm feeling it. We're doing a All little right. bit. What's going of, on? Uh, we're doing a little bit of a, what's this called? Instagram story at the same time? Yeah, a little Insta story. We yeah. call it Insta story. Does that mean it expires it after 24 story. hours on Instagram? I'm not sure how any of these no, things That's called work. a Snapchat. We're old. This so. is why I'm also not I'm not the social media manager for this group. That's different from snapping. <laughs> I don't know. Well. I didn't even know what the difference between an at and a hashtag. So <laughs> he tried to tag KC3. <laughs> he said, hashtag KC3. Use the at sign. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is what I'm doing. I'm learning. Um, I'm learning. Today, guys, we're doing Blade, 1998 Blade, and interesting enough, today happens to be Chad. Okay, today is August 21st, 2018, which is, it was 20 years ago today that this movie, Blade, was released into theaters in the U.S. Pretty cool. Exactly we, the 20th anniversary. And we had no idea. And, and actually, I believe the first screening was at 8.20 p.m., which it is now. Okay, I can't confirm. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. We'll pretend. We'll pretend. We'll pretend. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm messing with that one a little bit. So, obviously, this one's pre-recorded. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're here in the uh, the makeshift studio uh, for Cape Sea Free. Uh, we'll call this four guys on the couch for now, but soon. That's what it is. We'll have the studio. What are we drinking today, Chad? Uh, we're drinking Stone Scorpion Bowl IPA. It's got a cool... Logo on the front with like a, a devil with horns and yeah I don't know yeah, it's it kind of a punch Devilish. to the stinger it says it's pretty good though it's really good good stuff I think Martin Definitely you're the one who for the devil. You're, you're the one who uh, picked this up in the store so I don't know what your your reasoning was behind that if you want to let us know yeah um, there was just very limited uh, cartoon character or comic book character beers that were out there this time around so I picked up the closest one I can find. <laughs> to have anything remotely do with an animal and or a mammal or a comic book character well we so. did just yeah we realized scorpion is a spider-man villain so yeah. in the in the marvel universe so yeah maybe someday there'll be a scorpion blade crossover yeah, maybe event blade one time. maybe I did know. in the comics there was. <laughs> maybe there was collector collector what do you want to know <laughs> So just confused by Did what Scorpion and Blade ever fight in the comics? No, but did... I actually, I actually brought a comic today where a Marvel villain did fight Blade. So you're excellent gonna... segue. Oh, let's let's, let's check this out. It's gonna be really interesting when I when Segway. I whip out this bad boy. Well, let's whip it out. Oh, you're right. I mean, okay. the comic. Hide your kids. The comic. <laughs> Hide your wives. We did mean the comic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. So what I bring to you here is uh, Adventure Into Fear 24 from 1977. Um, and it is the first ever time that Blade fights Morbius. Morbius is a major villain in the Amazing Spider-Man universe. In Spider-Man universe, his first appearance was Amazing Spider-Man 101. Very key book, very expensive. This, on the other hand, not so much, but still a cool book. Pass this, yeah, pass this bad boy around. Cool Pretty cover, cool. early, early key kind of um, you know verse appearance. Very cool. So what, what year was this? Seventy-seven, I believe. Very cool. I like his green pants. Yeah. I, this doesn't look like the blade of now. Oh. He's, wearing, he's wearing a brown overcoat and green pants. The blade of tomorrow. <laughs> blade of tomorrow. <laughs> like green sunglasses on. Yes, yeah, very blade. cool. This is great. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, with that said, 
let us go ahead and get into this episode that happened. This synchronicities, guys. Synchronicities. The universe is saying we're doing what we should be doing. It's about junkie. We didn't in- actually introduce ourselves yet. Are we right. supposed to do that at the top of each show? I, I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm thrown off. I'm thrown off. I'm thrown off because uh, we got straight into things. Yeah, we did. We did. We're not wasting any time. Um, right, guys. Well, video out. Video, video out. out. And we are ready to start this podcast. This is Martin, a.k.a. The Thought Junkie. What's up, guys? Next to me, I have Chad, the uh, resident movie nerd. Oh, Chris first. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris Ferris, apparently. Chris Ferris, uh, the film school dropout. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, the collector, with uh, by the way, a little little note of change. I, I think it was seventy three, not seventy seven, for Adventure in the Fear twenty four. So I uh, wow, and we called him the collector. He, he's the collector. Uh, hey, he still has he has the uh, he has the goods, the, 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 the comic, <laughs> which is great. I just don't know awesome. anything about it. Apparently. I was just watching Infinity War today, and uh, pretty uh, the collector had a had a little bit of fun with Thanos. I wasn't the collector dead by that point in the movie, and it was Thanos just like recreating him using the reality stone. Or? This is true. Well, hold on. I'm not 100 percent sure that. Uh, Spoiler alert! Also, the Infinity War was actually dead. We don't know if he was dead. No. Yeah. Well, you can. Just, I think that whole place got. Where was that on? No. Where's that? Is that nowhere? That was yeah, nowhere. But, but yeah, just, it looks just, pretty destroyed. Just like with the original beginning scene, where we we know for a fact now that half of the ship got away on Thor's ship. Um, I think it's reasonable to believe that a lot of people could have gotten away from nowhere before Thor, before right. Thanos got there or destroyed uh, I'm done with the MCU if Korg is dead. Korg's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's no All way right. Korg is dead. Sorry for spoilers, Korg guys. Is Korg, Korg's my favorite. Well, technically, they're not spoilers because the movie came out a gazillion years ago, so it's fine. I think maybe the best line in Thor Ragnarok is, piss off, ghost. It's the best. And then he runs up and tries to <laughs> kick. <laughs> it's a kick where Loki's, where Loki was. That's, uh, I love it. I love it. Seventy-four. Did you already do a reprint? Seventy-four was the the comic you were talking about. Yes, nineteen seventy-four. Oh, it's nineteen seventy-four. October nineteen seventy-four. Gotcha. Not All right. Okay. Three, That's like the first two times you said it. Hey, you want to hit I'm us with not perfect. I'm not going to get everything right every time. All right. Yeah. So we are. Yeah, we're going to watch Blade. I haven't watched this movie probably. God, fifteen years or something. So. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. I'm excited to revisit this. Yeah. Two, three. So uh, little, little warning, there may be some uh, some kickbacks, some stops occasionally with this. Uh, this DVD's a little old, so it's had some love to it. Oh, I, I love the uh, I love the red red studio <laughs> the logos. Now, now at the time this movie came out, New it's Line Cinema was kind of known for. I mean, they did some genre stuff like the Ninja Turtles movies, the live action ones, but they were kind of known for their comedies around this time, like Rush Hour and actually, I don't know things like that. And actually, New Line originally wanted to turn this movie into like a spoof, kind of like a comedy at the time, and they fought wow. back against that. So. Oh, wow. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. 1967, and here we open up. This is the birth of uh, Blade, right? Yes. Yes. It's going to be hard for me to comment on this movie because I haven't seen this movie in ages. Probably yes. like 15 years. And this here yeah, is... Gosh, why can't I remember? Chris or Chad, who's this actress? This is um, this is from Scandal. What's your um, name? Um, that is not Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. No, no, no it's, it's not. not. It's not Carrie Washington. Don't ask me. Apparently, I don't get this right. Actually, I think it may be Judy Greer. No, <laughs> it's not Judy Greer. Realize Judy Greer is not an X Men. If you if you have listened to our our X Men podcast, no, no, no. no, no. I, uh, I'm actually was, pretty sure he's right. I think that is Carrie Washington. Mm. 
Nah. This is a famous actor. No, it's uh, it's it was a. Uh, you guys have these no, things called pocket so. phones, pocket computers. <laughs> now, Martin, what? Oh, that's right. It's it's Statham. It's uh, it's Lana Jason. Statham. Lana. It's something. Sanaya, Sanaya Lathan. My bad. It's Sanaya Lathan. We got it, guys. We got it for now, you. Now, now, Martin. Listeners. The opening no. of this movie. What other superhero movie. movie does this opening scene remind you of? That Unbreakable. Right, exactly. Starting with That's the Martin's birth. favorite movie. No, Unbreakable is not. It's The Village, my favorite movie of all time. Oh, I thought it was um, wow. The Last Tomb Raider or something like that. Airbender. Wow. Yeah. The, last no. <laughs> the Last Tomb Raider. <laughs> the Last Tomb Raider. This is why I'm not the movie guy, people. <laughs> so, all right. So, 98. Now, they, is now... Okay, that was... I just got to say, that was a little confusing. Because they did now, like, present day in the same exact font as all the actors. It looks like there's somebody named yeah, now, somebody named now. in this movie. So they superimposed the word now on the screen to yeah. let us know that we're now odd. in the present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By, by the way, I uh, just want to throw in, because it's the beginning of the movie Blade, so I just want to get it in there quick. First appearance of Blade in a comic book was 1973. Tomb of Dracula 10, and the cover has a beautiful blue overlay with uh, Blade fighting Dracula. So I just want to oh, let cool. that be known. Yeah. You know, the thing that's interesting about um, that's there's a name, Sanaa Lathan. Sanaa Lathan. Yes. Sanaa Lathan. Yes. Um, about New Line <laughs> Cinema doing this is, think about it, this is a Marvel movie, and yeah. New Line now, which is a, kind of owned by Warner Brothers, which does all the DC movies, mm. and this is like probably one of the, you know, it's interesting that they yeah. were releasing Marvel movies back then. Um, yeah. who, who here does not love this, this song right here? I mean, this, this, this techno like, song, this, this is This techno awesome. song, this is very like, this is very Mortal Kombat. Yes, yes very Mortal is. Kombat. I, I remember I, my mom did not want me to watch this movie. I was 98. I was probably in the sixth grade. All I remember is yeah, WWF. What was happening in WWF? I'll be able to tell you how old I was. I think Kane and Undertaker were big, so I was in the seventh grade. <laughs> that sounds about right, actually. That sounds about right, right? And I remember my mom telling me, this movie is a little bit graphic. So if you're going to watch it, just know that. And this is the same woman who didn't let me stay up past 10 to watch the second half of WWF. So I think my mom knew that this was one of the first African-American lead comic book, you know, characters out there. So I think she then gave me the, she said, go ahead and watch it. Which is kind of cool. Thanks, mom. If that was your reason, thank you. Yeah. I'm I'm actually going to say, I think this may be my favorite comic book movie before Iron Man 1 came out. Really? I, I will say it is. I, I, I can't explain it. There's just something <laughs> about this movie, the artsy text, like the way it's shot, the music, the acting, like everything about it. It's just so cool. I love it. And, and, and Wesley Snipes, man, he's just yeah. badass in this. He kills it. No. No, well, I this... love this play. We used to, me and my brother used to watch this all the time. Actually, the first one. The, really? the first and second one we loved. Yeah. Third one, eh. But, <laughs> Trinity? Trinity? You gotta deserve some love to Trinity. Trinity. <laughs> now, uh, Stan Lee's name just came up on the screen as executive producer. This was actually the first theatrically released U.S. movie that Stan Lee produced. Really? Wow. Oh, wow. He had produced uh, that there was a terrible Captain America film made in about 1990, which yes. <laughs> uh, only got released theatrically in Europe and only got released on video and, and pay-per-view, I think, in the U.S. And he produced that, and then he had produced some of the animated things you know, from earlier in the 90s. Yeah. But this was the first U.S. Uh, film he produced, and now look at him. Wow. You know, this is crazy. Wow. Uh, a couple notes, really quick. So we just saw Steven Dorff's character. He plays Deacon Frost in the movie. So his first appearance was Tomb of Dracula 40, 45, 1976. So he came out three years after the comic was uh, 
originally when when Blade's first appearance came out. Um, yeah. Pretty. I, I guess he was an integral villain. I, I know he's definitely a good one, but um. One more thing I want to note is uh, Marv Wolfman, great editor from the early 70s for Marvel Comics. He wrote this comic, and then G. Colin, which they did give praise to him as well in the original credits, uh, was the artist for it. So, wow. Got it. And I love having Ryan here. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say this. It's like it's, scary. Uh, in, in his first scenes, we see that this uh, guy's being uh, escorted by Tracy Lords. Who at this time it was before you know if you know her she was a porn star, right. a young porn star, and this is the time when he was she was starting to go mainstream. Porn yes, stars usually don't go yes, mainstream, yes, yes. so she started doing these feature films, and this was like one of the big name feature films that she it's true, it's true, was in. Able to yeah. transition, yeah. yeah. By the way, I've met Marv Wolfman many times. Really great guy, very pleasant to, to meet at the convention. So if you get a chance, definitely meet him. Really interesting to talk to. Me who? Sorry, Ma- uh, Marv Wolfman. Oh, Marvel. Okay. You know, speaking of the, you know, Marvel producing movies and everything. Actually, do you know this is the first live action Marvel theatrically released film they had done since Howard the Duck, Whoa, which was in 1986, that. which wow. was 12. Wow. And Howard the Duck obviously was a failure on many different levels, I'm critically, they did commercially. <laughs> That's why they stayed away from like major theater, major like higher budget theatrical mm-hmm. movies until this movie and just yeah. think how far marvel came oh they got it right you know time. since then oh, yeah. yeah oh here we go here's the here's this is very intro. constantine remember that? i guess it has that feel yeah oh man this is such an awesome entrance they, they just great. they did everything yes. great about this movie i mean the intro intro it's so badass yeah who could have played so, blade better than wesley at this I, time i, I can't think of anyone Apparently, some oh, of the, the okay. choices were Denzel Washington. I can see that. Oh, yeah. And um, I think uh, LL Cool J, I think, was considered for this. Hmm. I could That's see right. that. Yeah. I, I could see and not, Denzel, and not this time. Actually, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I could see Denzel doing it because he can yeah. do. But <laughs> but no. A Denzel Blade? I oh, don't know. He ain't, he's not this cool. <laughs> Wesley, Wesley definitely owns the character better than I think anyone Because we, we know oh, yeah. about his martial arts background, too. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which makes him perfect for this. Um, well, I, I'd say that was a bit oh. improvised. I don't I don't recall the original... I'm almost positive the original Blade. I don't think there's a martial arts element to him. I mean, the original cover is him holding Ooh. just like a stake, and it seems very... There goes Tracy um, Lord. Kind of, I'd say he was probably a good fighter. I think, I think Wesley... Yeah. Brought his own thing into this more than anything else with his fighting. Yeah, ability. yeah, he brought I mean, the martial arts into this it. This is '98, so that stuff was big. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> I mean, is Matrix. Was this is a year. This is a year before the Matrix. Yeah, but you're, there's a lot of Matrix vibes with the all black, the sunglasses, the mm-hmm. kind of martial arts aspect. Yeah. The music too. Yeah. yeah. The rave kind of that's very like Matrixy too. You know. Yeah. And this is the time where like. Um, he he started becoming this big action star because before he was only doing dramas. He was doing Spike Lee movies. Wesley. Wesley. Uh, no, yeah. he did a demolition. No, 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 no. This when he, this is his time when he became oh, a star. This wasn't yeah, his yeah. first this, one, right, right. but this is the time like he actually got big. Yeah. And that's why he had so much control over this thing because at the time he was a big one of the big was he, was he an black action say? stars. At the time, yeah. yes. Okay. Well, he was actually he had been talking to Marvel Studios about a potential Black. Panther movie. Yes. This was like over 20 yes. years ago. You know, this shows you how long it took Black Panther to get to the screen, but that's why he had already been kind of talking to Marvel, and he was actually unfamiliar with this character, I believe, at the time until he learned more about it, and he just thought it would be badass to be able to do this stuff, obviously, he's doing it right now. It looks pretty badass doing <laughs> it, so I mean, I can see yeah. why he took the role. 
Um, and oh, uh, speaking of the Matrix, like where uh, Lawrence Fishburne was also a potential name they had thrown out there uh, to possibly mm. play Blade as well. So, so we just saw kind of a, a prevalent villain in this movie. This guy right here, Donald Lago, who plays Quinn. Can anyone tell me what other Marvel movie he was in? Ooh, oh, uh, Ghost Rider. Correct. He's now oh. on, but now he's on Gotham. Now Gotham. he's on Gotham. He switched oh, over oh, to DC. Right. Yeah, so clearly he's a fan of the superhero stuff and the comic mm. thing. Oh, that's the only word he or, gets. Or he gets typecast, that's all. <laughs> you know, we don't know. <laughs> Regardless, I do like him a lot. He kind of looks like he could be a country star. Well, he he's pretty versatile. He does a lot of comedy. I mean, he's been in really dramatic TV shows and movies, obviously. But he had like that show. I remember Grounded for Life on Fox, like back in two thousand three. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yes, he's been in other comedies as well. So he does a lot of different things. No, yeah. no, he's a versatile actor. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I don't know whose beer that is, but uh, I don't it could know be mine. It was yours. It was sitting here. <laughs> Still sure. drinking our beer from today or from earlier. Thank you, Stone. <laughs> so what are we watching now, Chris? This is when he uh, he checks the victim for bites. I just want to sit and watch this, but I can't. <laughs> for this part, oh go go. No, as I say, but um, Blade. This is this is when the vampires are kind of like stay in the dark. So the all, all vampire stuff is underground. So by the time police show up, it's just weird crime scenes. Yeah. Blade disappears. All the vampires disappear. This is before in the story. Before they decide to go public, so mm. it's all underground. Apparently, in that scene right there, all the cops show up. Stan Lee had filmed a cameo as one of the police officers, but got cut from this movie. So he that would that could have continued his. Uh, that would have. I mean, maybe that would have started his streak. I'm not sure where his streak started in Marvel movies. We just we saw him in in. Uh, he appeared in X Men as the hot dog vendor, which was two years after this, right. but. I don't know. Does he have a cameo in Howard the Duck? Does anybody know? I'm not really. I don't know. I'm probably Here's... doubtful, but I don't know. You know. Does, did he have I mean, a cameo in the Punisher, the Tom Jane Punisher? That was after this. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That was oh, 2004, maybe. Yeah. yeah, we'll do that this season. That's coming. Yeah. That'll probably be our last film that we do as Punisher. Yeah, looking forward to that. Very, I haven't seen that in a while. I haven't either. seen that in years either. Yeah. I know. Dude, I just love the lighting in this. Cinematography is great in this movie. Does anybody know who the uh, cinematographer was? Um, Paul Kelly, maybe? <laughs> I don't, yeah, we have I don't know that one off the top of my head. I know they probably showed his name earlier, too, but it, it's escaping me at the moment. Too, it was. I, I have to say, as a young black kid watching this, I was just so enamored by these characters because before, for us, there wasn't necessarily... We didn't have too much representation on television back then that I kind of clung to. We had the smart guy, <laughs> and then we had Angling Mr. Cooper, but like nothing like this, nothing like what Blade did for well, us. Well, yes, this 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 is a big, high budget at the time mainstream movie, yeah. which doesn't come out. I mean, you see how long it took Black Panther to come to the screen, right. Right. and back at, at the time, this was groundbreaking. Oh. And the fact that it was successful is the reason he got two more sequels. Right. But, and, and you have to remember, uh, you know, Blade, uh, going back to the, the, the history just behind the comic itself, I mean, he was not the first black superhero, but mm -hmm. he was an early, very early black superhero being in 73. Yeah. He didn't come out very long after uh, Black Panther did, and I think around 67, 68 maybe. Yeah. So, um, you know, he definitely meant a lot to the early, early Marvel diversity in the universe and yeah. just creating more heroes than, you know, just kind of the cliche 
white male person. Yeah, so, so what you're saying is we should give Stan Lee a diversity award. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If anybody. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the cinematographer was Theo Van de Sande. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Hmm. Theo Van de Sande. Okay. I wonder what he did. So. Yeah, I'm, su- um, I'm surprised, too, with the success of this. I mean, obviously, oh. yeah, like you said, it spawned sequels, oh. but, um, you know, they didn't, like, help fast-track Black Panther or anything, you know? Yeah. No, it, it took another 20 years for Black Panther to make it to the screen. This is true. And what you can equate that to, I have no idea. Well, it's funny because, like, you know, the, the Trinity uh, Blade Three wasn't as successful in the movie theaters. Right. Yeah. And literally just because of that, I mean, you got two sequels, but after that, <laughs> there was no other ones. I mean. What is the longevity of the uh, Blade character? Do you know, uh, Ryan? Or, excuse me, Collector? Longevity in the sense of, like, from the comic book standpoint? Or? Yeah. Is, are, are his, is this storyline still going at the moment? Are there still comments being made? It's a good question. Um, I don't recall anything recently. They kind of stick to the biggies you'll find nowadays from whatever, you know, like the X-Men. and Yeah. Um, uh, I think they're going to bring Fantastic Four back now into the comic book uh, universe in the modern comic. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I, I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, he's, he's a bit of a... A, a less integral character in the Marvel universe, so you don't see him too often. But um, yeah, he's definitely had a lot of comics in various series. I mean, don't get me wrong, but yeah, no, I don't think there's anything currently. But please feel free to comment and let me know if I'm wrong. Yeah. How does uh, how does Blade always know to? How does he always show up where he's needed, like right at the right time? So <laughs> well, far, he's just kind of yeah, like sh- showed well, up. And I, I will uh, say, in this scene, he he left that guy burning. He didn't. Oh, kill him. okay. It was, so it was, was, it was still Donald uh, uh, Long uh, Long. He left a burning, so he probably followed it. I do like that when he the police shoot at him, and he goes, "You out of your damn mind!" Yeah, like that, that first time. That wouldn't. Had... That, I'm just gonna say that wouldn't work if he was like a white superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that it works because it's Kevin Wesley James Snipes, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. So that was that was 14. I just looked at the time. 14 minutes in, we don't have our first actual dialogue from our main character until about 14 minutes mm-hmm. in. Actually, he, he did speak. He said he said one one liner when he was oh, talking yeah. to right to Quinn. When, yeah, when oh. he was talking to whatever Donnell. I mean, the effect of the um, the things burning up and disappearing and stuff are pretty cool, but it, some of it is looking a little dated, the really? effects wise. Uh, Actually, that shot uh, of him I'm jumping still... into the building looked pretty good. I but I know. Some of the CG, just... no, there was like when the when the like the arm disappeared before. But, I mean, I think, yeah. I think this was. I mean, maybe yeah, but I I think this, the special effects in this movie were well. Done. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. especially when you get into the second one, you have more practical stuff because Guillermo del Toro. Obviously, right. there's a lot of practical creature effects which are. But great. I, I, I will say some of those ash burn or is very. I mean, it, they look similar to. Yeah, to, no, they're uh, not terrible. To yeah. other recent ones, yeah, spoiler it alert. Look too bad. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With the with the other other Avenger Marvel movies, but when that the, um, when that uh, when that guy fell into the uh, ambulance there, and all you, charcoal dark, and all you see is the white eyes. That's scary. <laughs> it is. That's freaky. Now that's probably practical makeup mm-hmm. and everything, which is kind of crazy. So this movie was all um, actually shot in L.A. in downtown L.A. Oh, in really? Long Beach. Wow. And the sets were actually built not too far from where we're recording this. We're recording this in Tarzana. It's actually these. Um, they shot at an old factory in Canoga Park for the sets, which Canoga. is a, which is a little bit uh, north uh, northwest of here. Um, but yeah, I believe. Now, does this movie take place in? It's, it's supposed. Okay, this is New York. Oh, are we seeing? Is that one of the? 
Is it supposed to be New York or L.A.? I believe it's supposed to be, supposed to be New York. Or is it New Orleans? Orleans? Actually, they go to New Orleans? Place. I don't think it's New Orleans. Sorry, I haven't really been following that. <laughs> I've watched this movie in a really long time. We'll trying to figure check out where up on that later. Well, we, I know like I where know. it was filmed. I'm just trying to figure out where it's well, the, supposed the to be. Well, the character place, you know? has, a lot of, has a lot of comics in New York, if, you, if mm. I'm wrong. Yeah, he's, he was he a was New York-based character. No, doesn't it? I think it, but, part of this does take place in New Orleans. Because doesn't there like a voodoo... There's some stuff uh, like that possible, involved yeah. later in this well, movie, I think. He I think. At some yeah, point, maybe he travels to yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, I think it might be at the end. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool to see a gritty, gritty stuff shot shot in downtown LA. It's kind of like I think they use some of the same buildings like from Seven, you know, um, the David Fincher movie, which was about three years before this. Yeah. Um, before you get into Whistler, who just showed up on screen, Sanja Melkovic Hayes was the costume designer for this. Who also did the Mummy and Total oh. Recall recently, the Star Trek Beyond Independence Day. So, which which Mummy, Brendan Fraser Mummy or Tom Cruise Mummy? Uh, oh, this is uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, okay, uh, makes sense. Of the Dragon Empire. Dem- oh, Dragon Emperor. That was the third one, I believe. Okay, fourth one maybe. I don't remember. It could be the third one. Oh no! Well, if you're counting Scorpion King, then it was the fourth one. Mm. <laughs> Talk about a uh, Whistler. It's Christopherson. Whistler was uh, was he in the comics? No, uh, Whistler. Uh, I think Ryan can attest to this. I think mm-hmm. he his first appearance was actually in the animated Spider-Man show TV show in I think 1994. Really? So four years before this, and he was created for that show. And Marvel liked the character so much. I think he then got incorporated into the comic book storylines, and then he made it into the movie. So Correct. All that in a period of four years from his from his first wow. appearance. And, so. and what's interesting is that you do not see that happen very often. The only... There's hair in my mouth. Uh, the only two times I can... Sorry, Okay. The only two times I can really think about that happening are now, and then with Harley Quinn, who was also in the animated series before she got her own comic book. So, um, taking an element from... Uh, essentially an animated series and incorporate it into another a medium. You don't see that happen too often, so it's yeah. interesting. Is there any uh, X-Men characters that originate in the animated series that I wouldn't know because I haven't watched that? No, or the Batman <laughs> animated series. <laughs> or, the, no, or the Batman. Well, Harley Quinn, you said it was Batman animated we series. We also found out oh, Chad okay. has not seen Batman, the animated series. Nope. God, no, what? Well, so so just so everyone's aware, so Blade, uh, known as Eric Brooks, that's his actual real name, the character, he was born in uh, London, England. In the comics, right? He's yeah. like British, yeah. Isn't he supposed yeah. to be a lot older? 1929. Well, yeah. British. So I got a little... Uh, obviously, he's a vampire, so he doesn't age very much, but yeah. That's like Harlem Renaissance era. Well, uh, I mean, when he debuted in 1973, he would have yeah. been in his, what, late 40s or something? Um, yeah. yeah, late 40s, early 50s, yeah, exactly. So he's the Tom Brady of superheroes? <laughs> That's what you're saying? Never ages and stays... Um, Agile idea. and successful for a long, long time. Except when he misses passes. But. Well, you know, it's not. <laughs> let's, let's not, not get, talk about let's that. Not, let's not get into that. <laughs> I just realized too, two of our main characters you didn't see this very often. There was it's, this is an African American led movie. Like we talk about, um, think like a man, and all those films that came out recently and the success that they had. But I don't think. Like, what did the NAACP say about Blade? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I mean, I want to go back and look at. I think Blade, do you think they actually said something about Blade? <laughs> well, not said something, but you know, was was Blade up for 
nominations for anything. Oh, for their awards. Yeah, the yeah, awards. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's probably an interesting check. Has yeah, I the don't know. NAACP awards already happened or the nominees with Black Panthers? I'm not sure well, what the awards it's in cycle February. is. The cycle starts in now, actually. Oh, so well, obviously it's going to win every single award, <laughs> right. probably, <laughs> this year. Yeah, because you used to work those award shows, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I actually have the awards up for this movie, if anyone wants to know. Yes. So, Please. I mean, you want me to, there, there's unique ones. You want me to go through all of them? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films, USA, 1999, nominee for a Saturn Award. Saturn. Won the ASCAP Film and Television Music Awards in 99. What? Winner and uh, nominee of the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards for Favorite Actor and Favorite Villain. It won for those for Wesley and Steven in 99. Good for them. Uh, and was a nominee for Favorite Supporting Character for Chris Christopherson. Golden Trailer Wesley. Awards nominee, 99. Best Action, Best Editing. Motion Picture Sound Editors, USA, 99. It was a nominee. MTV Movie and TV Awards. Uh, one for Best Villain for Steven Dorff and nominee for Best Fighting for Wesley Snipes. And the last one, the Stinkers Bad Movie Award in 1998. Uh-oh. Nominee for the Stinker Award, Wesley Snipes' Worst Actor. Ooh. I find that really wow. hard to believe. I have hard to win, believe too. Even yeah. even then, his performance in this was Wesley Snipes was great. This was like near. Yes. This is like he was Wesley Snipes was hot in the nineties, like big, yeah. like oh, his yeah. career. And then he got into all the weird ta- was it tax evasion stuff for a little bit. He's still yeah. he's still popping up in stuff. So he's still he's still yeah, doing I mean, stuff Nick now. Cage has had some things in yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, well, except uh, for except for Wesley went to jail. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's true. So that makes so Whistler got a nom for supporting. That's interesting that he wasn't even a character in the world of Blade. Nope. He was in Spider Man, but then he got a nom because I mean, no, Chris Christopherson's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. 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 He so. had a great performance. Why do we think we liked him so much? Because I guess he's, he's that father, father figure. Yeah, he's a father yeah. figure that Blade doesn't have. I think a lot of people, if we could speak to this, I mean, not personally, personally necessarily, but like just in general, I think a lot of people, when you lose that, it's something you can easily relate to, I would imagine. Yeah, so definitely. I love oh, the, no, that's for sure. I love the way his hair is, like the points it comes to are like, it's so, he's just, he's badass in this movie. Where does Blake get his haircut at? Right? Faded <laughs> <laughs> LA. It's a local shorties. It's barbershop he stopped by. <laughs> Sunglasses indoors. I mean, come on. It's always 99. That's. I do, I do love the whole the daywalker. Like that's a really cool nickname. Yeah. Like because he's a vampire who could walk around at you know during the day and yeah, yeah. daywalker. It's such yeah. a cool that's like really he's cool. like a myth. I'm, I'm not like, sure that was a thing to be honest. Before in he the was comic? created in '73, I don't. I can I, at least comic book form. I can't think of any uh, anyone that fought a vampire or Dracula that was one that was like had these unique powers. Oh being a daywalker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Van Helsing was just a normal human. I mean, you yeah, know, but mm-hmm. so. I don't know. It, you're right. It is a very cool. was technically a human, right? He, he was human, yeah. He just yeah. had been to hell, so he kind of acquired sort of powers because of it. But no, I mean, we've all been to hell if you've jabbed on them 405. So. Right. <laughs> Every day. Every day. That is or pretty commute. much hell. Um, <laughs> now, now, Blade can walk around there during the day, but does he... he Thirsts for blood, he does. right? Okay, yes. I'm not sure if that has come up in the in. That's his weakness. I haven't noticed in, that. In the, come in the, up yet, I, I can't speak to the comics in that one, but in the movie, cinematic universe is Chris. But he's still he's immune, immune to the garlic and all that all that normal stuff that will yes. kill Correct. Yes. Sunlight. All yeah. of their all of their strengths, none of their weaknesses, except, except for that thirst. real one. Right. Yeah. That's a good one too. That's that's a great story element. So so much complicated. I mean, everyone, everyone has to have uh, a weakness, right? If they didn't, it'd yeah. be boring. Well, yeah. 
There are a lot of uh, similarities, obviously, with this and The Strain. I don't know if any of you guys watched that show, The Strain, which if we do Blade 2 on this podcast, I'll probably talk a lot more about because Guillermo del Toro created The the Strain and directed Blade 2 and all Ah. that. So, yeah. I like this. Guillermo has done a lot. It seems like he gets to do whatever he wants to do. Oh, he's done a lot of different genres, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't touch that sword. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, Blade Sword in this movie is just the coolest thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. wait, what is it? Well, doesn't it come out? Whoa! So, yes, it cuts people's that hands off. That's a, I mean, there, there's a payoff to that later with the, with, yes, with with the stuff coming out of the sword. So oh, yeah, like, no, no, it's, it's when someone else tries to use a sword against it's, them. It's when Quinn picks it up. It's like Kylo Ren's lightsaber that has the little ones that come out <laughs> the side. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Well, defense mechanism. Uh, this is this um, her earlier in the movie he saves her after she was bitten. Blade saves her, yeah. Yes, but Blade usually if he ch- like like he he checked with the first guy he checked to make sure he was no bites because right. he kills vampires and usually after you're bitten you get he killed. Kills you. But he this is this her. is like the pattern, yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, looks like his, it reminds him of his mom. You think? That's that's this yeah that's kind of what they're trying to do in the story. They try to say that he kind of like reminds her of the mom, yeah. but. I mean, they need to love Yeah, when he was looking at her laying on the hospital floor, didn't yeah. flash, yeah, flash exactly. the shot of his mother real quick? Uh, yeah, it happened in the hospital. There. And that's why he didn't do it. Yeah. And so it shows him, he shows, it also shows that he has a little bit of heart. Yeah. You know? Now, wait, have, uh, how did he get hooked up with Whistler? Has that been explained yet? Not yet. But it, 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 oh. Later on, yeah. yeah. It's but, later, uh, Essentially, okay. Whistler had found him as a kid, as a vampire mm. kid, and took him in and trained him in. Gotcha, and turned gotcha, him into gotcha. Okay. That's the they went What's Whistler's background? Yeah, I was about to ask yeah. the same thing. Well, Chris, do you remember that? I know they talked about the movie. Maybe that two or three. I don't remember. Um, I mean, so essentially, his wife and family was killed by vampires. Oh, so it turned him into. Right. But but as we learn in the third one, one daughter survived, played yes. by Jessica Biel. So. Okay, I do, have, I do have some movie knowledge. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No. Didn't uh. Wesley did. I remember him. Something about him um, really hating the fact that the third one did didn't do as well, and he blamed his co-stars. Oh no, no, he yeah, he blamed he blamed the co-stars and he blamed the studio to try to because he felt that they were trying to uh, give the franchise to uh, Ryan Reynolds at the time and uh, Jessica Biel. That's too Makes bad. The, they, for those of you who have seen Deadpool two, when Ryan Reynolds goes back and corrects some of the. <laughs> Things, mistakes he's made in his career would have been great if he went back and, and referenced. <laughs> he did not go back to Has any of Deadpool's referenced him no. being in Blade Trinity at all? I don't think so. Maybe no, it's because it is different studios. Yeah, they haven't done it. Oh, wait, but Green, oh. La- Green, Green Lantern, Lantern is completely Green different Lantern's studio, Warner yeah. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they just show the They've done several, but they did not the script. do script. Yeah. Maybe, people don't remember him being in it. That's maybe, yeah. I mean, he, gets, he probably gets a lot <laughs> yeah. more crap for Green Lantern and for or I mean, X-Men Deadpool, Origins Wolverine. The first so, yeah. <laughs> well, in Teen Titans Go to the Movies, they talked about, yeah, I saw it. Um, they talked about soccer work. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> did you go to the theater to see this? I did. I had to go to the theater wow, to see it. Oh, okay. okay. No, no. <laughs> but they don't spoil about, it, but yeah. <laughs> they talked about Green Lantern, and then they referenced Deadpool oh, okay. in um, Teen Titans Go, Warner Brothers property. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's only a matter of time till Deadpool shows up in Lego form in like the next Lego movie or something. You right. know, cor- correction, actually, uh, Blade was a master martial artist. I-, I said earlier that I thought he was just more of just a fighter in the comics, but he actually. So actually, Wesley Snipes made the most sense. Really looking yeah. at the character. Uh, what character? What heroic character in an action film in this time 
didn't bust out with karate. You know what That's I mean? That's a good, like, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching, was, was it, was it, day, not Daybreak, what was the, uh, the, it was like Contagion, but before. Oh. oh. What oh. movie was that? Huh. But, oh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Okay, so you had like, uh, you had like Rush Hour this year that was all about like Chris Tucker trying to learn karate from Jackie Chan. Yeah. Uh-huh. You had the Matrix year after this was all Kung Rino Kung Fu. Yeah. You had Lethal Weapon 4, which came out the same year as this, 1998. Yeah, and that's really. when they, they had the Lethal Weapon. They made three movies, you know, with like all those guys, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover and all. And then the fourth one, they add Jet Li to Lethal Weapon That's 4 right. to, add, to add that martial kind of martial art. arts yeah. element. You're right. They were, I never even thought of that. They were literally adding martial arts to like every franchise. Yeah. You, you had Titanic and Leo and Kate had some moves in that Oh, movie. yeah. <laughs> in Lost World Jurassic Park, they have you know Jeff Goldblum's uh, black daughter like do gymnastics really? and spin around and oh, kick yeah, a raptor too, yeah, and stuff yeah. that's close. You know? Right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, gymnastics I into the that, lost world. I, I don't remember that. that. I, no, I do remember the lost world. I mean, I, okay, I, the I am a lost world defender. I, I love, on I love the lost world, but like oh, wow. that's, that's that part's not I so great. I can't stand the lost world, but you know, <laughs> why can't you stand? Okay, wait, wait. What other movies added like <laughs> I martial the lost arts world, but in the nineties? I just felt like they they were just everyone everyone in the lost world just did super stupid things. Yeah, it was like watching an old horror movie where they you know. You know, well, they just walk into the building where they hear the chainsaw. But it was better. The chainsaw. Better but than Fallen <laughs> Kingdom. Better than Fallen Kingdom. But we won't. We won't get into that. Yeah. We won't get into that. <laughs> I, ironically, but, I was watching it on Netflix the other day, and I will say there was one horrible scene where they're hanging over a cliff, and two T Rexes are kind of the, at them. And, 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 and wait, and, no, 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 hold on, hold on, before you talk. <laughs> and uh, it goes from animatronic whatever you're called to cgi and it was just so oh bad. really well that's like, 1997 i know CGI, but still yeah. the no. animatronic well, i will so say this bad. i know we're not watching that but my favorite my favorite scene in lost world is that scene where you know it's hanging over and she's on the glass and the glass um julianne moore is on the glass and the glass is like oh, yeah. really cracking it's fantastic and, and every move she makes it starts to crack mm. and she's hanging off <laughs> and Oh, that yeah. was my favorite scene, but she got herself okay. in this situation by picking up a baby dinosaur. That was hers, knowing the mother's her. out there, <laughs> and she's a dinosaur scientist. Two things. One. Okay, come on. She <laughs> knows that. We should probably get back to Blade. No, he was injured. He had a, no, he had a broken <laughs> leg. The baby T-Rex she, had a broken leg. She knows the mother's coming. Right. Come on. This is a strange tangent we're on right now. But we won't ever get to do The Lost World on Cape Seat Free because it's not a super movie. They don't wear capes. They don't wear capes. Anyways. So what we're experiencing right now is an interesting little element of this movie, which is there's like a class structure of the vampires in this, and... I don't know. I, find, I always found that to be a bit unique. You have this kind of higher class, and Stephen Dorff, who's like, um, you know, just like this low class, like he was made by another vampire, and he's not a, you know, a born that way kind of vampire. So. Is that why we like Stephen so much? Is because he's, he's the stone cold Steve Austin of this world. <laughs> stone cold Stephen. Dorff. I thought you were gonna go a different route with that. <laughs> he's the anti-hero. I mean, he's not. He's not a hero at all. We know he's not oh, a hero. No, he's a villain, but he's like. He's, he's anti-establishment. Uh, yeah. He's more the rogue. He's mm-hmm. more the... This yeah. this moment right here was actually, I think, not uh, an MTV movie award. I don't know if it's listed on IMDb, maybe not, but for like best dramatic pause, they did something at the MTV movie awards <laughs> that year for this scene, best dramatic pause. And apparently, I think it was Lisa Kudrow went up to announce a best dramatic pause and then didn't and the winner is and then they cut to commercial and like never <laughs> <laughs> something like that but it was for that scene because that was a really long dramatic genius. pause like so good. i don't know they did something like that it just <laughs> that's 
Oh, uh, go another addition to the tangent. I was thinking like a year after this for Phantom Menace, they kind of added almost like a martial arts aspect mm. to Star Wars with Darth oh, Maul yeah. and Ray. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Good Just, point. Uh, so, I'm gonna keep thinking of that throughout so this entire movie. I'm, I'm gonna think more of '90s movies that added martial arts <laughs> elements because what? I never thought of that pattern before until you said that. Now I'm yeah. fascinated <laughs> by it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm fascinated too. So they added Jet Li to the fourth film. Were you talking about? Yes. Lethal, Lethal Weapon Four. Lethal yeah. Weapon Four, and then yep. did they add Jet Li to the fourth Mummy? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, he was in one. Of, yeah. Wait, I think he was he, in the. He was, wasn't he, he was in the fourth. He mummy? was in the third Mummy. Not the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> is Jet Li the a franchise? No, no. Wait, the third. What's the third one? Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Yes. Which is okay. Jet that is the. Th- that's what I meant. Yeah, the third oh, one. Okay. But that was until yeah. 2008. Oh, no. The fourth one was the new Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's the fourth one. Yeah. Bastardization of the original. <laughs> well, Scorpion King was also between yeah, two but that and was three. A different thing. Yeah, yes. it's not a superhero film, so we can bash it. I walked out of the Mummy with Tom Cruise. I've never. Watched I that have not seen ever it in my life. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of tangents going on in the, this uh, podcast series. I'm going to okay. go back to Blade really quick. Yes, okay. yes, Actually, yes. Chris seems like he wants to say. Something no, in, in, in Blade, this is this is this is one of the scenes. It's when uh, when when our, our the doctor gets on the. You start seeing the tattoos in the back mm. people's necks, and this is when you start seeing like there's a secret society of vampires, yeah. and they had, but the humans, which they call them uh, familiars, familiars, I correct. think they call yeah. them familiars. They would have this tattoo to show that they're branded, but you would you would the have to be a vampire that, to know the about humans it. Humans that wanted to be vampires. Yes, so they help out vampires during the day because they vampires can't walk around during the day, so they use familiars. That makes so much During sense. During the day. This was such a funny scene, though. It's like they look so eerie when they're in the elevator, and you definitely think they're familiars, and they're randomly just following her almost, and then there's nobody. Like, I love that they set it up like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just genius. The way oh, no. Movie. These are familiars. No, they're not. Oh, they're not? Nope. Oh. Well, I thought they had tattoos. Oh. I, they did have tattoos. Oh. I don't remember... Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, I think you just showed them on their necks. Yeah, they just. Oh, but still, to your point, they maybe, suddenly disappear. Yeah, which is okay. Freaky. Maybe there's just no point for them. They were just falling. So, this is. Was this like. This was action packed, little bit of comedy, and some mm-hmm. little horror elements as well. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. There's, there's definitely. Oh, I, I look forward so to hard. the scene coming later. I'm not going to talk about it now, but there is a scene that I remember when I first saw this in the uh, late 90s. It freaked the hell out of me, but I'll. I'll yeah. tell you that when it comes up later. Well, on. New Line obviously was built by Freddy Krueger, so oh, yeah. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. was the big. Their They've first always biggest. done genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also, but then they really got really got into comedies, and they still do that today. But going back to like what we said before, them New Line maybe wanted to turn this into a spoof, and we we talk about this with all of these kind of uh, franchise starter movies we've been watching on this podcast. But just the state of comic book movies at the time mm-hmm. this came out. Mm. Basically, you had the Batman movies. You had the four Batman movies. Uh, previous summer was Batman and Robin had just come out, and you, we know how those kind of devolved into the really goofy, you know, we yeah. take them seriously. And like we said, Marvel hadn't made a live-action theatrical movie on the scale since Howard the Duck right. in 1986. Yeah. So, like, yeah, nobody knew how this was going to do, and I could see why New Line's like, oh, it's turned into a comedy, like a spoof almost, because maybe they thought that would be more successful. And then, like we said, now it's all kind of look at where Marvel went, and then yeah, X Men two years after this, and kind of really, and then Spider Man two years after that, and really taken off, and then the MCU ten years after this movie, and Jeez. we know where we're at now. We don't have to say it yeah. again, but like it's really crazy to just think of what the state, 
what the mindset was on comic book movies at the time, 20 years ago, today, when this came out. <laughs> there he is again, showing up at the right time. That was a great cut, by the way. The way he got there, and then he's suddenly there. Blade always showing up. <laughs> um, yeah, during this time, DC was the big the big name in movies. Well, <laughs> yep. this, this is an interesting... I'm, actually, I'm going to yeah, go this for a second. That's true. This is an interesting time in the comic book world. This is 1998, so this was right at the turn of the 90s when comics were failing miserably. Publishers like DC and Marvel were way overproducing, <laughs> making millions of copies of everything. People thought they were buying all these holographic gimmick covers, and they were going to result in making millions of dollars, and the industry just tanked. So really? this was an interesting time. To, I, I think for a while, people might have thought that uh, comics were going to eventually go away, when the way this was going. Wow. So this movie might have helped reinvigorate the comic book industry, possibly. Now, Ryan, do you know mo- mo- anything about, like, you could say comic books are still a paper medium, and mm-hmm. obviously a lot of things are going digital nowadays, and, and yep. di- online comics, or you read on your Kindle. I mean, do you know anything? I don't expect you to know anything. I'm just asking about, like, yeah, are they hurting that. today about, like, with the actual well, physical sales of your books and I, things? I, I can tell you that publishing numbers are definitely <laughs> a lot less than what they were back then, but part of that is because publishing companies learn from their mistakes. Mm. Uh, there's definitely a very massive digital industry now that is growing. But I think overall, at least the older crowd still loves holding on to a physical comic book right. form. Yeah. And while that stays true, which it will for a while, uh, physical comics, paper comics are still going to be a prevalent thing. And like, those are the things yeah. that rise exponentially in value. Now, do you think any comic books today, obviously you have these old ones from you know from the 30s through the 60s where they're worth mm-hmm. tens of thousands of dollars because of the characters i mean would that even happen with anything released today the, or? the only thing that i can speak to where that has happened and a part of it is because of the condition that it was in but um the only thing i can tell you is walking dead number one can't remember the year that came out when when, when did the tv show start mm-hmm. the tv show was 2010 2010 okay or 2011 2010 so early so so walking dead number one in what's called a cgc 9.9 that's the second highest potential grade you can get right below what's called a gem mint 10.0 so that comic can sell for around 15 to 20 grand because nobody wow. knew that was going to become the biggest no. show on tv yeah. yeah but that's the only modern book i can I think of you, that really sells or for, it'd be and, things like and by lim- modern i mean early 2000s yeah or things like in limited print like nowadays for like harry potter is like the very first print like a rare well, now, well a lot of comics yeah, what or, they do is uh the publishing companies put out what are called variants and whereas you'll have a hundred thousand print run of the first printing mm-hmm. you'll have maybe ten thousand or five thousand or even a thousand of a various variant come out and they can cost a lot of money because of the rarity of them so that's that's why modern a lot of modern books uh can sell for a lot a lot of people in the industry are not happy about variants right now they think that it's a um a, 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 essentially the 90s happening all over again i disagree because there is distinct differences um, but, uh, yeah, no, there are comics that can be worth quite a bit of money in the modern world in the moment. I think the difference now is that back then nobody knew that these things could possibly be worth this much, so things got thrown away. No, Where now I people... Think, no, they, I don't know. They, 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 actually, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. You think? Because my mom, my mom, my mom saves everything because she thinks yeah. everything's going to be worth something. Right, but she but specifically so saved my Even in my the cards. 60s, people knew they were going to be like So I'd say, I'd say I by know. late 60s, early 70s, Just, that is when the collector essentially started to become... Uh, a thing. Okay. People started holding yeah. on to things more, keeping them in better condition. Real, for example, Amazing Spider Number One, 1970, excuse me, 1963. In 1973, in near mint condition, that was worth $300. Now, in near mint condition, it's worth about $150,000. But even back then, it was still worth a few hundred bucks, which was probably a decent amount of money back then. So. Let me just interject real quick that uh, oh, sure. guy 
biting the girl's neck on the side of the road. That was the director cameo, Stephen Norrington. Oh, wow. Interesting. I don't know that. Um, but yeah, I just <laughs> thought that that nice was a cameo. more recent phenomenon actually collecting. Because no, I know with like movie movie props and stuff, that actually didn't start till the like mid mid to late 90s mm-hmm. where people actually started really caring about movie props and preserving Real them. Soon. and because studios used to just throw out right. everything like up until about 20, 30 years ago. It really wasn't well, a big, that's, a that's big why, thing. So. That's why the industry, the comic book industry, yeah. as far as the collectability, uh, t- that's why nothing is worth anything from the 90s really because especially by then, people were collectors at that point. So they were holding on to anything and everything that came out. People, people yeah. in 1992, 93 were buying, sorry, I think 93, were buying Superman 75, The Death of Superman, up the wazoo thinking they had just taken care of their college tuition. Uh-huh. That turned out to be the opposite. <laughs> but now for, for the value to go really up on something, it's either got to be really rare, there's not a lot around, or it seems like it gets driven up by other mediums. Like well, yes, like Walking mean, Dead book goes up because it becomes the yes. biggest TV show. Game of Thrones, maybe an original yep. run or print or Harry Potter because the movies or the TV shows become the biggest things and everybody's not, scrambling I mean, to... I don't, I don't know if it was a Harry Potter comic book, but... Um, I meant the original print of the books, right. just like Game of what, Thrones what, or something. What will tend know. to do it is really the, the, the movie industry. So, yeah. so for example, in, when Avengers Infinity War was coming out, they announced that the children of Thanos were going to be in it as villains. Mm-hmm. Boom, first appearance of them, wow. which wasn't a modern con- it had, like just happened, suddenly became a little bit of an expensive book. So, so we've talked about uh-huh. this before. you got to... You, you gotta, gotta get happening. some insider info from yeah. uh, Marvel Studios. Find out what properties they're developing. Yes. Buy up all that stuff. You know, you gotta, get all you gotta, you gotta get all your high. Inhumans and Eternals <laughs> and whatever. You know, you never know what's going to be the next big thing after this <laughs> phase. Yeah. After this, can uh, I just say? And this, in this you know, scene here, we have they look like Japanese schoolgirls in a <laughs> club singing rap. <laughs> <laughs> It's it. It's it's and it's and that Asian influence. And nineties man. And now that's what K. You see how big K-pop is now. Yeah. Well, K is K-pop is pop, but the nineties were a wonderful time. Hey, hey. That's when Wu Tang Clan was big. That's right. Ninety two, ninety three. The reason why. They even put martial arts in rap. What other? If you think about the vampire movies before this, was there a vampire action film? That was huge like this. Because we had Interview with the Vampire. We had Bram Stoker's Dracula. When, when did true. Dracula 2000 come out? Ooh, that's with, a good uh, question. With Gerard Butler. I'm going to say 2000. I want to say 2001. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Movies with the after. with 2000 in the title yeah. didn't always come out in the year 2000. Yes, Blues Brothers true. 2000 came out in this year, 1998. When, when did, when but, did uh, Tales, um, Tales of the Crypt Bordello of Blood come out? Ooh, that's like 96. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think there was like a big. Movie. I think it went through puberty in that but, movie. But this did predate <laughs> the big vampire. Yeah. The ba- vampire craze the that genre, we had yeah, a few yeah. years ago. Dracula 2000 was in 2000. So this is before. <laughs> this is before this. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, like I, I said, totally blue, uh, it's not always accurate. You know, they, everybody tried to. Capitalize. I got something right. <laughs> everybody tried to capitalize on the millennium stuff. So yeah, Blues Brothers right. 2000 came out two years before 2000. Because so, technically, like, you the never movie know. 2012 came out in 2012, but the uh, the Armageddon. Apocalypse didn't happen in 2012, so we're still alive. Here, right, so. that's true. We <laughs> Not everything comes true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, vampire. That's a good. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you had the everything else was like yeah, those before you had then, those right? two interview yeah. vampire and Bram Stoker's Dracula in, in the early parts of. I the mean, 90s. they eventually did oh. the Van Helsing movie with um with uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. But that was, that was, that was like yeah. six that years after. Yeah. That was 2004. Yeah. So I don't know. It's definitely after Wolverine. I'm looking at this now, and this movie is way more complex than I remember. 
<laughs> I gotta be honest. We're talking. We're having a good conversation. I, I'm not. Guys, I'm not following. What, what the are those? As much. I always, I always wonder. What were those things he was just walking by? Were they like great? I mean, um, tombstone. Or not, not, not tombstone. Um, like servers. Were they servers? I don't know. No, no, no. This, being, at this time, know. he's he ju- he just broke into a vampire club where they where they're delivering blood. They keep blood banks uh, all across uh, town in different sense. cities. Blood servers, yeah. so they serve blood. I was close. That makes yeah. sense. What do you think? So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I don't know who in the room like, would want to be a vampire when you like see all the fun stuff they're doing, like yeah, partying and sexual acts yeah. and stuff. Like, do you? What? How often is vampire vampirism like? Uh, in line with like just sex, you know what I mean? Like you never see. Yeah. There's always sex. Because there's a lot of sucking vampires, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're the creatures of the night. Ryan, we should have given you a red popsicle again. You have a oh, red mouth. Like you're fresh from a don't vampire club. <laughs> not, not even interested in talking about it. Um, yeah, Stephen Dorff. He's uh, protruding quite a bit of sexuality in the scene. When was the first? Yes. Look at these sweet graphics. What was it that, those graphics seem very like Resident Evil. <laughs> oh yeah, well, that's. <laughs> it's like the security system rebooting in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's a it's a Linux impressive, it's a Linux system. Right. It's got a little infinity pool action yeah. there, some rubber duckies. It's about to get a little bloody, but. Uh, and this here, Deacon is uh, plotting his uh, takeover of the organization. Yeah. This is when the rebels going to try to take mm-hmm. take on the uh, establishment, the vampire establishment. Yeah, and he survived. Yeah, Quinn doesn't look too worse for the wear. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's character. it's great how much we see of the villain here. I think very memorable films. I might have said this somewhere before, but very memorable films have memorable villains. Yes, who get more screen time. Like I look at uh, what happened with Thor Ragnarok. I wanted more of the sister. What's her name? Hello. Yeah, I, I bet there was a lot of Hella in that movie, though. Do you? Yes. There was. Yeah, because the she thing is, of... she she was on he was on Ragnarok. Uh-huh. Oh, not Ragnarok. I'm sorry. He was <laughs> he was in the Conquest of Champions. He's fighting with the Hulk and stuff, and they kept yeah, cutting back to uh to um what's it yeah with the Grandmaster. <laughs> Come on now, Grandmaster, and they kept cutting back. So the thing is, they were cutting back the entire yeah. movie back to Asgard where she was ruling and. You know, Got it. Was, okay. She kind of slowly took over. He wasn't even there. Right. Right. Okay. Maybe. Maybe just by the trailer, I thought there was going to be more of her. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I hope they made the. I hope the the blood that they gave the the fake blood in this movie was like nice, like it sweet, like flavored. Like sometimes they had some strawberry <laughs> that's, that's flavoring. That's why he likes it so much. It's usually see, very uh, sugary. Going into it. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Andy gets to get to kiss the girl. That's yeah. all fun too. Oh, vampires sexy. Hey, that's that's why when they wrote those Twilight books. Every girl was all into it. It was just porn. You yeah. know, isn't there... I'm pretty sure there's just, like... Oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, no, no. That was, I, I, oh. I, I ain't sure, done porn. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's, there's a real society or cult or something out there of people who actually believe they, or, or right. they want to be vampires. There is. Right. Right. There's, there's, I've seen, there is. Because they talk about documentaries. energy transfer, right? Yeah. They talk about how They people, actually suck people's blood. Ugh, oh, so weird. Whoa. It's a legit thing. Oh, I don't remember this. I don't remember I, this at all. Job of the Hut. I remember really wanting to date this guy. I thought he was cute. It was huge what? nipples. Wow. I was going to say about the blood. When I, I used to backyard wrestle, you guys are going to learn a lot about me in this, this podcast, but we used to make fake blood with syrup, a little bit of molasses, and some red food coloring. That's yeah. how we would make blood. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's like corn syrup or something with food coloring, yeah. Wow, this is... Uh... I guess the corn syrup or the molasses makes it gives it that thick, that thickness. 
when the surf yes. is really thin. Oh, let's give me the, yeah. the fake blood. Yeah. Oh, I just got a light on my photo this, from uh, Steve Borok. It, it, cool. it gives us some texture. Oh. Who's Steve Borok? Steve Borok is, uh, he was the head grader at CGC, and then he uh, spawned off and co- helped create his own grading company, now known as CBCS, which I talked about nice. in uh, one of our other podcasts. Uh, yeah. That's cool. He's a, he's a big guy in, in the industry. He's, uh, <laughs> Wait, I do well remember this very part. Thank, thank, you, thank you for liking Steve. Yeah. A very deformed vampire. What's kind of cool is this is a, this is a, this seems like a practical effect too, which nowadays is probably just would have been a, a CG creation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very cool. The thing yeah. is, the practical effects hold up very well in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, practical effects always hold up the best, and that's why we're seeing kind of yeah, a resurgence of that. People, you know, if they're done people well. If they're done well, I they're usually done well. Like, if you think about it, who's like the best at practical effects or even costumes, like Totopolis. Interesting. Huh. You think you know all the costumes uh, that he's created? Creature stuff. Creature well, stuff, I think yeah. like Guillermo del Toro. I mean, yeah. you know, Guillermo. even his recent. You know, he's Guillermo. done a lot but of that can recently. You, what can you remember from that Guillermo did in the nineties? That was creature based. Like if you think back to ninety four, you had you had um, Independence Day, which Topolis did. Yeah. You know. I, I just have to point out, Blade is spraying this like unique Ooh. looking like TNT gel stuff onto the door and. This is the That's one thing that I love about the way they brought this character into the movie universe is um, he just has the coolest weapons. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That's so oh, awesome yeah, no. weapons. I love his weapons. Yeah. In the car, like, he's just oh, got man. cool stuff. Yeah. All burned it's just up. fun. Um, you know, for practical <laughs> effects, you know, ILM did a lot of that for the original Star Wars movies and stuff, too. And then yeah. Jim Henson's Creature Shop has always been great with practical, like, mm. animatronics, oh, yeah. like the Ninja Turtles movies and stuff. So, there's, yes. yeah, those are some of the pioneers for that type yeah. of work. Yes, this is... You uh, know, speaking more about the Marvel and DC thing, so this movie was written by David S. Goyer, who wrote all three Blade movies, and went on. he actually directed the third movie. Um, But but now, he's involved with the DC stuff. He wrote Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. I think he's writing the Green Lantern Corp movie. Did he help write Batman Begins? Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. He did the whole... That's right. He did the... He helped write the whole right. Nolan trilogy of Batman movies as well. So, yeah. Gore so is one the, of the go-to writers for superhero yeah, movies. Yeah, so he yeah. made yeah. the jump DC from Marvel, Marvel. Marvel, DC. He does both. Who, did he write Justice League? I yeah, don't I believe not. he was credited on that. Okay. No. Or he didn't take credit for it. Well, oh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I honestly liked Batman v Superman better than Justice League. You know, there was always something that really annoyed me about the gripe people had with that movie, and that was that Metropolis and... Gotham were so close. Uh, they were written as being that close in the comics. Oh, so I don't know really? why people have really? an issue with that. Yeah. I didn't have an issue with that. Yeah, in, in the original <laughs> I, I, I cities, they are that close. They're that close? That's true. They should yep. be helping each other a lot more often. I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Gotham shouldn't have the problem they are if they're that close to Superman. I mean, I gotta but, you say... Know. Well, they gotta, they gotta own their own territories, right? Their own I gotta say, I never uh, realized before that movie that Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne's mothers were both named Martha. Well, that was the first time it was ever... I never... I mean, but that's like... Ever, actually. Yeah. Don't you think the people at DC, like, realize, like, hey, maybe we give this mother a different name? I appreciate it. Yes, it was maybe a tad cheesy the way it was... I appreciate it. Right. I don't know. I didn't mind it. But anyway, back to... Anyways. They're they're damaging some very valuable papyrus... They're fighting papyrus artifacts. How do you know that's papyrus? It looks like papyrus. (laughs) What is that if it's not papyrus? (laughs) Is it like ancient Egypt? It's old scriptures from the days of papyrus. That's probably papyrus. I'm sure it's papyrus. 
See, I have such a tough time that Blade's getting beat up right now. I just, I can't believe it. He's got superhuman strength. I mean, I it's know these kung fu masters. Look at how many kung fu masters are there. I don't care. He's the <laughs> ultimate kung fu master. But it's, it's, Which I now know. It's the Asian kung fu masters are kicking his ass. So I can't, don't care. <laughs> He's Blade. Whoa. Oh, man, that hand. That is scary. Wait, why is... Donald Logan's hand as a twin. Oof. He looks the same as he did in Ghost Rider. Like, the same age. That was, that was Ghost Rider was what 2004 2003 he was thinner in this year's in better shape yeah you're movie. right <laughs> <laughs> such a good character so we so we had that payoff of if you touch blades uh, sword and you're not blade obviously it's gonna cut your hands off we just yeah. ha- finally had that payoff that was we're 53 minutes into the movie that was about what Right, that was a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The blade's getting cut. When you're messing with the wrong guy, buddy. Martin, we're almost an hour in. You have not taken a bathroom break yet. I'm impressed. Chris is is uh, taking a bathroom break. I know. Martin, film school dropouts was first. You have to do like like three or four more to catch up to our other ones. I feel like you're making a conscientious effort to do this. (laughs) This is like something. Oh, welcome back, uh, film school dropout. (laughs) How was that pee break? (laughs) Had to drop something out. Oh, God. Uh, Could have gone without that one, actually. Oh, so. <laughs> we can edit that part out. I'd like to point out I have not no, taken a bathroom in. break during any of these podcasts so far. Really? <laughs> I think I might nope. have taken one or two. I mean, he likes to watch I'm these movies beers. under pressure. All right. <laughs> um, so, Blade, as we can see, he can really handle some pain. I mean, he was getting punched up by Ooh. Quinn. He got a stake in, oh. the, in the heart area. But he can handle it. He's got yeah. some serious... Uh, and, and I believe he regenerates. He what is this busting through? So this yes. is the first time Blade has asked for help. What? That was badass. Well, I don't, I don't think it's, it's so much that he asked for help, but I think uh, Whistler is there to help if needed. And yeah. That was a badass yeah. entrance. Yeah, it was. Yeah, to a trap, yeah. Amazing. So just to explain the badass entrance, yeah, for anyone who's not watching the movie, that was Whistler blowing up a wall and just coming just in appeared. and shooting up the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it looked good, too. It did look really good. It wasn't like overly like the red flames and the smoke. It wasn't like that. No, like he would, would have expect. planted like explosives like that that kind of foam that Blade just used. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Throw a little bomb in there. Great. I, well, I was going to say, um, when we do Batman vs. Superman, we're doing the extended cut. Yes. Okay. Yes? Yeah, yes. I, do, I have that. Uh, all right. Just, okay. <laughs> well, make, we'll make sure that's on the Well, I want to make this really long, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I mean, I think Zack Snyder's extended cuts are always that. better, but what does that say? There were also a lot of uh, action a, scenes, so I was thinking in the 90s, taking place on underground trains. Mm-hmm. I just thought of this. When did the movie you Money had, Train come out? Wait, what uh, movie? Money, Money Train. train. With, uh, actually, with Wesley Snipes. It was, was at in the 90s. Uh, right. Was it after but this? But it just reminded me of, okay, in Speed, they end up on, an, on a train. Yeah. Right? Wait, no. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They end bus. up on the subway at the end. Oh, they're in the, end, oh, they're, they're in right. the LA yeah, yeah. subway, right. and then the thing comes flying up on Hollywood Boulevard yeah, at the end. Right, yes. right. And then yeah. Mission Impossible, which was two years before this, Tom oh, yeah. Cruise is on top of the underground train mm. that blows up. 
Yeah, there's a lot of like it subway train, train scenes in the 90s. That was another trend. Kung Fu and subway trains. You had to add those <laughs> in all your movies <laughs> in the 90s. Money Chain was 95. So, okay. so from, from, a, from a production there perspective, oh, really? from, from a production perspective, how do you think they shot this? Uh, do you guys have any idea of how this uh, This shot? is definitely a CG train. Oh, that's also, okay. That's yeah, yeah. For these, the fast, really fast going I mean, that makes by. Sense. That's oh. li- this is just lighting. That's clever like lighting. Yeah. Yeah. But then, so cool. They yeah. Really lighting and camera. Camera work, camera shaking. I feel like this is ooh stab. I feel like this is better choreography. This is definitely way better choreography oh, than the face dark. That's CG. <laughs> so what do they have like a wind, a wind machine blowing wind at her, and that's why her hair's yeah. like going like that? Okay. Oh yeah. Lights flashing. He loses an arm again. That's his theme. He loses an arm before that's he runs intense. away from a fight. Dude, and what you're saying about the trains, like that stuff doesn't go away. Think about Underworld, the first Underworld. You yes. know what I mean? It was in a train station. Where the lichen's lair was. So that didn't go away for a while. Yeah. Man. Whoa. Grabbing on. They can run fast, really fast. fast yes. Enough. These are some fast subways. I guess they don't get tired. Well, we've got Underworld without Blade. Yes. I think we did. Interesting. Hmm. Underworld's vampires, right? Oh, Sorry, I haven't yeah, seen no, that movie in a long time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's vampires. Full on sure. vampires. She was a regular old vampire. Okay. I, think, I think the question is who wins in that fight? Uh, Blade or. Blade. Oh, just play right away. Or, or Kate Celine? Beckinsale? Kate Beckinsale? Celine, yeah. No, I'm going Kate. She, they what? just fight till the daytime and she dies because she's a little vampire. Good point. Fair enough. <laughs> that, that doesn't mean Fight till the sun comes she, up. She was much faster, though, I believe, in the way they portrayed her as a vampire. Her guns are better, too. What, her what? Her guns are better, too. Oh, yes, no, her guns yeah. are better. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure if Whistler saw what he was up against, he'd make some yeah, better guns. Yeah, Whoa, she just realized that he's a vampire? Well, we're like 57 minutes in. Yeah, see, this is the beginning of Act yes. 3. Kicking in. Well, Act at two. the very beginning, she did see him in the chair when he got his like, first dose. Yeah. But she didn't know what it was at the yeah, time. That's true. Right, you're right. And so it was kind of like this. this oh, is, now we're getting the. Yes. We're getting the background of how Whistler you know, met up with Blade. I just realized something interesting, guys. In all three movies. I know in this one there's kind of that zombie element later on in the movie, which that's going to go to the place that I was going to say that really scared me. But in all three movies, we only ever get vampires. He, I'm pretty sure he fights other monsters. He actually has a power where he can sense creatures, like monsters around. I'm oh, kind of surprised really? they oh, yeah. never introduced a different monster. Well, well, the thing is, creature. well back, back, the thing is. is, back then, before these like continued universes, when they released superhero movies, mm-hmm. they they fought, they stayed in that, that world like no other superheroes existed. But he, they could have introduced like so. a... Uh, Maybe, maybe they were afraid of making it too weird. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Because we wouldn't have known. I, we still don't know we, what we want as consumers here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like we. Yeah. we I want to see Blade fight everybody. Like, did they did they do crossovers with other characters in the comics? Did he ever did. pop up with oh, the, yeah, the comic Avengers books, yeah. and stuff? Oh, I don't know about the Avengers, but like I said, he did fight Morbius from. Yeah, no, he, he he would he would fight with Spider Man. Oh, right. He would be uh, yeah. no, um, yeah. yeah, he definitely crossed over with us. So okay, now you might know more about this. See, this is my ignorance to the world of actual comics. Maybe. So you have Maybe. like the Marvel, like the Avengers, and all those characters in that world, which yep. you know. X-Men, but then you have like Blade. Now he's are there different tiers of characters in the in the comics? You know what I mean? Like Blade is isn't just like going up and meeting up with the. 
the Avengers, like the A-listers and like. I mean, like the Fantastic Four meets up with the Avengers and stuff, right? Like Silver Surfer is involved in Infinity War, even early on. Right, but I mean, like, are there like lower level ones that they would never mix with like the Avengers? Uh, I I would say never. No, no, I think think they've definitely done crossovers with every single character at some point, likely or another. Yeah. Yeah, no matter how big or small they okay. are. Okay. Yeah, so maybe he crossed paths with some well-known superheroes. Oh, no. He, no, in, in the comics, he has yeah. definitely, yeah. Okay. Like, there's there's a lot of, like, um, because a, a lot of these characters are based in New York. Right. And so, yes, yeah, so you have your big ones. Like right. They're supposed to all be like coexisting. And then, yeah. yeah. And they all coexist in different yeah. parts of New York. It's just, I'm, like, the okay. Daredevils and the Luke Cages and all, wow. they live in different parts. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching a cartoon with a, I don't remember, I think... Did Wolverine show up in the Spider-Man cartoon? Yes. Um, yes, and then actually, yes. sorry, just to go, so team affiliate, beauty of Wikipedia, team affiliation. So two two of the team affiliations that he was a part of, Blade, was the Mighty Avengers and Avengers of the Supernatural. Oh. So I'm going to take a wild Ooh, guess Avengers here. Avengers of the Supernatural? That sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. <laughs> so this, the, the, the Mighty Avengers is actually a newer one in New York, as Chris mentioned, that is correct. And he actually did team up. It was led by Iron Man. It had Miss Marvel, Hank nice. Pym, Luke Cage. So, yeah, he's definitely teamed up with other characters. Wow. So we need, like, New Line to lose the rights to, <laughs> to play it all yeah, get right. Well, no, he played back. They, no, Marvel, next has, phase. Marvel has played back. Do they? Yes, Marvel oh, has played. Oh, yeah, I guess they haven't made a movie since 2004, and they, it was a short-lived yeah, TV show a few years ago. So like, all the rights are back, except for uh, Fox's rights with X-Men oh. and, and Sony's rights with they the Spider-Man world. Well, well, if you were, yes, if they you got were everything back. If you okay. were going to uh, cool. see a duo with Blade, who would you want to see him pe- team up with for a movie? Hmm. I feel like that's, that's a tough a, one. Like, that is a tough one. Because Iron, Iron Man and Spider-Man for Homecoming just made so much sense. Yeah. What yeah. makes sense with Blade? Yeah. You know they are going to oh like, oh they are developing a Justice League dark oh that's Justice League I'm an idiot yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pulled yeah. an idiot <laughs> so I don't know how I did it's okay that. you caught yourself I caught myself though. okay go ahead Chris what are you no think? no I'm, 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 I'm I was just thinking still I don't know like yeah it's a tough one because you kind of I'm, I'm saying going with current characters See, that are I feel I feel like Hawkeye. the Blade <laughs> would work great as as uh, like a Netflix style agree hundred percent right. Like, like what they do with the like what the they do with the Punisher. In fact, I could see him with yeah. the Punisher. Well, they Something did, like they, that. They did oh, the TV cool. series, but it wasn't good. You know? No, they, they, yeah, they it was a network. They did it on network, yeah. and so I it wasn't good enough. I think you're right. The but, way Marvel is split off now is the really dark TV shows, except yeah. for Agents of Shield, which is a little more lighthearted. And then you yeah. have the what's the MCU, the the theatrical ones. And I think at yeah. this point, Blade. I mean, he had a shot. He had his own trilogy. But Agents of Shield was not a Netflix show originally. No, 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 no. It's not. It it's not. I mean, but because but I mean, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. It's yes, it's a different breed because it was the first yeah, one. Yeah. But I think now Blade had a shot at a film trilogy and he got it and it did pretty well. And now I think if they were going to bring him back, you're right. I think in that style, yes. yeah. you go there because it can be more violent. Best. Yeah. I think, oh, and, you and you the want the blood. And you want the yeah. blood. You're, I mean, you want the blood, but the you darkness need, is what. You need what? the blood. You the need the darkness blood. as well. It's a vampire. You can't not show blood. I'm just going to say it right here. Uh, Chris, uh, the film school dropout, just brought up something. Marvel, I hope you're listening. You need to make a Blade Netflix TV series. Yes. So. Yes. Starring Wesley Snipes. <laughs> he, he can be the new Whistler, actually. Yeah. 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 So he he Wesley, yeah. The new Whistler? Chris Christopherson is uh, kind of up there now, so yeah. Who would play Blade then? Well, that's, I think we gotta we gotta just find someone to cast. You know, at the time it would be this if they're doing it right now. Let's see who will we play. I'd play? like a younger uh, guy though. Okay. Oh no, no, definitely yeah. Black dude knows martial arts. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Who, uh, who would that be? 
Who was Spawn? That was Michael oh. Jai White. But that, that was, was Michael Jai White. That was 20 yeah. years ago. He's already dead. He died. Just killed him. Okay, that doesn't count. Um, it's a tough one, but I, there's got to be someone that's... No, no, I'm sure there's... Okay, he doesn't know martial arts, but hear me out. No, he's British. <laughs> the guy from uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. And oh, Tom uh, Boyega? Yeah, I mean, I like him. He's nah, good. He was nah. good in the uh, sequel to... Um, Pacific Rim. Uh, oh, no, yeah. I just watched it. It was terrible. <laughs> I liked it. Whatever. I love the first Pacific Rim too, but um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I, I remember the scene. We'll, I remember the scene. We'll, this we'll, is, have to, we'll have to think about that one. Yeah, we'll think. yeah. Well, this is uh, this is uh, Deacon Frost uh, now taking. Oh, he's, he's now. Aren't they supposed to be in LA? So the sunrise would not be ha- happening over the ocean. Or? That's too much for me. Are they in LA? Just, Are they in LA? I think they've been in LA this whole time. Calm down, Bill and I. <laughs> just we live in LA. That. We never get to watch the sun rise over the ocean. <laughs> just saying. Just oh, saying. They just pulled out his teeth. It's so violent. This movie's so violent. I love it. Very violent. This is when they're, they're trying we to. We need a science. We need a science advisor on this podcast. We need like our Bill Nye slash Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson. Someone's a professional on vampire science. Hey, yes. we become big enough. Maybe Neil deGrasse Tyson will like retweet us, like correcting us on stuff like on everything, he, like he does he with probably... all the movies that Coach Week. So that, that, was, that, was, that was interesting that they felt the need to do that and torture him like that. They they tortured him emotionally, too. They took out his teeth, oh, yeah. which is like taking out Ooh. you know, the extension of himself. Yeah. Before. It's kind of crazy. vampire's think, teeth? That's the worst you can do. It's crazy to think that they felt the need to do that when they knew they were just about to kill him. Like, I don't know why uh, yeah. you do that. This is actually a really oh, no. cool effect. Yeah. I, okay, I like this burning up. Of the, oh, and then exploding. Yeah. Oh, that, my that God. That brought me back to the days of, like, The Thing from, like, John Carpenter. Like, that special yeah. effect. When I first watched that movie for the first time, like, a few years ago, like, That's why I, I was blown. Speaking of <laughs> practical effects, those yeah. are some of the coolest practical effects ever in The Agreed. Thing. Oh, my God. When they go to when they go to use the defibrillator and it just opens up into a mouth yep. and like bites the dude's arms yep. off, I could not oh. believe that the first time I watched that movie. By the way, I just I got the it. answer to my original question. He clearly now I see took out the teeth to make a statement with the higher class vampire. So never mind. And, That's and his teeth, it was the fangs he took out. Yeah, oh, he saved some fangs, of that yeah. papyrus like, that he destroyed. <laughs> it, it, for sure, it's papyrus. Yes. <laughs> so he, like in the vampire world, you can just touch teeth and like, oh yeah. That's Carl. <laughs> That's Carl. He was pointy. I don't know. Just smell him. Oh, yeah. Bangs. Bob, they got you too. Bill the vampire. Bill. <laughs> Do you remember how... I recognize that plaque anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. Do you remember how much anxiety you had in the, whenever, like, Whistler's life was in jeopardy? Because he's old and well, yeah, yeah. You oh, always yeah. think they're gonna kill off the old mentor, like in it. <laughs> yes. Does he survive through this whole trilogy? See, I honestly no. don't remember. He, he's, no, he he's, does not. He's dead in the third one. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he, he dies. Okay. So it makes it almost through. But yeah, I was afraid they're gonna kill like Michael Caine in like the Dark Knight trilogy. You know, it's like the old, the old <laughs> they mentor ain't guy. Like Alfred, you never know. Man. They ain't killing Alfred. Ash, he was in some died. danger. He was in some Alfred danger. Has Alfred ever died? Not that I know of. I don't think the, so. There wasn't like a death of Alfred like series oh, like in Batman. <laughs> you know, death of Superman. Like, I mean, if they, maybe in the comics. I don't. I don't you, think he ever died. Why you think of that, Ryan? Teen Titans Go. They're like <laughs> more teen, the new movie. More Teen Alfred. Titans Go references. <laughs> Sweeping up the crime. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, actually, I, I do want to see. I do want to see Teen Titans Go. Yeah. I do want to see so, so we just got a we got a cool scene in this. What, what we thought was maybe um, I can't remember her character like what her name in the movie is, but what we thought she is developing a serum to fix him. She, she ends up building, creating this 
the stuff that like can make vampires blow up. So that's pretty awesome. I actually love this. So she created that. that? She did, yeah. Yeah, because she's a, she's a, a, a she's a scientist. Hematologist. Hematologist. Yes. Blake's new girlfriend. Yes. She's not in the second one, right? No, they never get together no. in this one. I kind of thought they would, but it never. Who's the female lead in the second one? Do we uh, know? The uh, female yeah, lead. Yeah, it's an one. Indian girl who's the daughter of the of the the, the head vampire and the, the. I'm picturing the same chick from X. Uh, I can't remember her X, name. The Last Stand. The doctor. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. No, it's not her. No, it, it is a. I'm pretty. I mean, I think she's I Indian. Like I, I don't know. We will quietly look this up as we uh, continue to watch. Yeah, someone, someone look it up. <laughs> she's taking the bandage off mean, her teeth. I we'll remember Marks. it as we continue to watch. <laughs> so this is interesting. So essentially, they injected her with liquid garlic, and that kept her from becoming a vampire. I didn't think slowly. Was you know, well, I mean, no, it's not a cure. It's only slowing it so, down. So essentially, that's why they're, she's not even in number two, at least partly, because she was eventually going to become a vampire anyway. Um, I I well, yeah, I well, garlic. You can. I mean, I think she does wind up surviving this movie, but I think they, uh, she she doesn't get signed for the next one. Okay. <laughs> I personally <laughs> think that was just a contract thing. But there's no cure for stopping a vampire, so yeah, she must eventually become one. I, I'm leaving yeah. by the way that was portrayed, but I guess it makes sense. I can oh, understand what Wesley felt in terms of m- making the third one so much more studio. Like he carried this. Yeah, uh, this movie by himself. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He he he, he got very much egotistical with the third one. Yeah, I mean, in, in the sense that he they 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 wanted to bring in new blood. Right, bring new blood. <laughs> you know, and did the second one not do so good? I, no, the I second one did. It. The third one, the third one didn't do so good. But what did when did the third one come out? Two thousand four, end of two thousand four. Was that really? the paranoia from the studios? Like, does that, 2004. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what was going on in the in the cinema world at that time, where the studios would think that Blade Three was a risk and wanted to bring in more fresh blood like that. Or I, was it just I, honestly, to expand the? Horizons? I think it was. I think it was more to expand. Gotcha. And at the time, because from from what he said when he tried to like sue because of it, he yeah. tried to sue the studio. Uh, that he he felt that they they were trying to like expand and expand him out, or just like you know hire his replacement. So he's pretty much training his replacement in that sense. Gotcha. But by the way, uh, here's the girl that you guys were taking note for. I mean, she's really not a. I don't know her. She's not like a famous actor from Blade Two. This is the actress that was the semi lead actress, if you want to say it. But there really was no main integral uh, woman character. Leonore Varela. Leonore Varela. I don't know Interesting. her. Interesting. Who was the female lead in... Well, I mean, there was no Number love three? interest in the third one, right? It was Jessica Biel. I mean, there's no love the interest. Right? Uh, no, no, no. There's no love interest. No, no, gotcha. no. It was Jessica Biel by far. She was the main like, female. I mean, this is the love. This girl's the love interest in this movie. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'd say this one really is the one of the three that has a remotely hmm. kind of um, co-lead female actress in it. More than the other two. I always awesome. loved this scene as a kid. Yeah. I, I really love when there's a secret world wrapped in... And hidden within the reality of our own world. Yes. Oh, I yeah. That was really cool. Like they do that in the Matrix too, and they're standing there, and they're, well, I guess they're in the Matrix, but they're standing amongst a crowd yeah. and talking yeah. about it, and <laughs> yeah, because it makes. Well, I always think about this in like not just movies like this, but like spy movies, like Mission Impossible or something, where like they're doing a secret meet, like in a really crowded place. Like, have I ever walked by like a secret like had to. CIA or like uh, IMF like operation? <laughs> Yeah. happening in like a public park or mall yeah because we live in la we live in big city that i didn't know about yeah. that was happening like the stake of 
you know, the, the, the stakes of the world are like, you know, <laughs> Going in play. Like, right you know what I mean? Like, this happens in movies all the time. Like, mm-hmm. have I ever been close right. to that actually happening? I think about that a lot. Yeah. I do. I don't, I don't remember. I, you know how sometimes your memories get foggy? I don't remember if it was me or for friends only, but there's this one time where they saw three black Suburbans driving down the freeway in unison with each other, like, right behind each other oh like sicario speed. style like when they go over the border they're driving like three feet away from each other like 60 <laughs> miles an hour like can you yeah. imagine just seeing that like, what is wow. that yeah who's in there like right. where are they going yeah so so uh, it's interesting mm-hmm. uh i was gonna point out you know deacon is in the sunlight and he's just fine so i guess in this movie they decided that they would let the vampires have this kind of sunscreen that would you know, well, be sufficient that's why he's so pale to... he's wearing a lot of sunscreen well no no, no. he's kind of funny no, no, the, the the thing is that's what they he's that's part of what he's been trying to do. He's 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 discovered he's discovered this way. That's why he can temporarily be outside. You see, they yeah. just did the really it, the elaborate yeah. like CG like bullet dodge he did too. This was yeah. the year yeah. before the Matrix. Yeah, you know, did it yeah. before the Matrix. Yeah. So I no guess we know time, where the no Matrix stole it one, from, but, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Sisters, <laughs> <laughs> Not sisters at the time. Not they were still now. brothers. They were I'm calling them sisters. They're sisters now. They learned it. They went from brothers to siblings to sisters. Yeah, we call them siblings now. (laughs) No, no, they're both sisters now. I know, but I remember at the (laughs) one of the places I worked recently, we had to call them siblings. Oh well, yeah. (laughs) And whatever floats your yeah. So we're like, how long are we in? We had another forty-seven minutes in, and this doesn't feel long. Like it doesn't. I go back to the older movies, and I feel like movies nowadays, they're, uh, you know, I can't make that statement, because sometimes I see movies that are just expanded for no reason, mm-hmm. other times I see movies that just don't necessarily cater to the three-act structure, But I, and I go back and I watch old movies, and they just feel so long, but this feels like right. I hate this scene. I felt so bad for them that Blade was in there. Uh, they're, they're in, you know, whistles, oh. and they just, they, you don't have, they, they don't have a chance. I mean, they're going oh, to, oh, yeah. Whistler's going to, going to bite the dust. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, pretty much does. Sort of. <laughs> well, this is his whole team is, uh, liabilities, really. So, I mean, <laughs> unless he's there to protect them. It's great that Whistler tr- trusts her to help him fight. I mean, he has no choice. Yeah, he doesn't have a choice. Oh. <laughs> Shot in the leg. Shot in the leg, cause you're too late. <laughs> Blade's not there. Just get your hate. How old is Frost? I mean, how old is the actor in real life? Steven, right? I think he's like mid twenties, honestly. I, I think say, he's yeah. pretty young. Why was he so big at this time? Because the Britney Spears movie we talked about, the, the, music, the video. music video. I think yeah. the music yeah. video is after this. <laughs> On the cover of the DVD, it says Wesley Snipes in big, you know, lettering, then Blade, and then right under that it says Stephen Dorff. Like he must have been a big deal. Well, like, no, Stephen Dorff was popular. I mean, he wasn't a lister, but he was popular. Yeah. I do not remember what movie he was popular from, though. I can't can't tell you that. <laughs> I didn't follow Stephen Dorff. There was in a little movie called the. Um, Something Squad. He was in Underworld? <laughs> he, was, he was in a movie called The Monster Squad as a kid. Monster, Monster Squad. squad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that scary, though. No, no, no it was a kid's movie. Monster Squad was a kid's movie. I still can't get over the cinematography here. 
Oh no, this is this this movie. I feel oh, yeah. yes. It I mean it it stands up. It's a it great shot movie. Again, I'll, I'll always bring it up. Shot anamorphic, two thirty five to one aspect ratio. Love it. Makes it seem epic. Very cinematic on film. On film, yeah, thirty five millimeter. Guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I'm looking at Steven's credits, and he really was not in much before this movie. I mean, he was in this movie that mm. I actually really loved called Space Truckers. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So he must Whistler have had, uh, basically he must have had a hell of an agent who negotiated to get his name right under so. the title second billing to Wesley Snipes. I mean, he thing. was uncredited yes. in Zoolander shortly after. <laughs> I forgot. Whistler does die in this movie. Well, he, it's weird. He, he comes dies, back, though. They bring him back. back. They bring him back somehow, yeah. Oh, wait, no, he's, oh, still, he's, alive. he's still alive. In, in number, no, but no, they he do does bring him die, back. though. In number two, he's in this, like, liquid thing that, like, And they is, bring him back. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But he's not a vampire, though. Looks like we got to do Blade 2 soon. <laughs> that'll be that'll come season two. No, I'm excited because I'm I'm a big Guillermo del Toro fan, so that'll be that'll be cool to revisit. Yeah, for sure. Number two was a really good one. I remember the music being exceptional in the second one as well. And it's the fight scenes. Yeah, you're right. I do remember the Guillermo uh, aspects. I remember them like the flipping and doing like those spins that are. Like holding onto a bar and doing those spins, and the camera yeah. follows them. I remember <laughs> There's all of that. Creature stuff, practical effects. Yeah, it's. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff really wasn't in much before this movie, which is crazy that he got such high billing, like on the DVD cover and, and everything. I th- I think he was just he was just kind of like the hot kid Young, at the time. Yeah, at the time, so oh, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do not remember what movie it was. A I mean, you know, put them on the mat. I don't know if anything actually. <laughs> no. If anything, it would be this movie that people remember him for. I think I don't know. What Stephen Dorff? Yeah. I mean, so that means still, he had a good agent. Let me see the good agent. Well, I didn't know him from that. Martin probably did though. I did. Oh. <laughs> he got. He, he has a vampire know. bite. Oh my gosh, everybody, don't even act like you didn't like Britney. I love Britney. I think I was more of like a Christina Aguilera fan at the time, at this point, 20 years ago. Just saying. Just more saying. Fan. I was more of a little camp fan. Come on, have you seen the Genie in a Bottle music video? Let's be honest. Christine, grab me a beer. We were all about, we were all about 13, 14 when that came out. Let's, Going through uh, puberty. I know. Yeah, let's not get too deep into this time. <laughs> it's a confusing time in our lives, all right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot Stephen Dorff was in the second... Oh no, he's in. No, he's in the upcoming third Nothing. season of True Detective. There's a little oh, career well, resurgence. Oh, oh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that third season's better than the second. Wait, and he's got a. There's a movie called Morbius coming up that he's in. Isn't oh, that the? Oh, is is it? Is it actually it, Morbius? So, so Sony, uh, in their infinite wisdom, yeah. decided to do a couple solo Spider-Man movies to take advantage of the the super universe. They still Isn't own the, the Sinister rights to. Six. Well, they were doing the Mor- Sinister Morbius, Six before. That's canceled. Morbius has nothing to do with the Sinister oh, Six. Oh, it doesn't. Okay, okay. But they were originally, as Chris was saying, they were originally doing a Sinister Six movie, but then they killed it when the Andrew Garfield series, I guess, came to it. Right. Yes. So. so that's kind of interesting that Blade fought well, Morbius, which you showed us, and now he might Stephen yeah, Dorff the, in his the, movie. The, the two be upcoming very things interesting. I, that I put in development were Morbius and uh, Craven. They're going to do a Craven movie next to West it. Really? No, 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 Craven, the superhero. I know. I'm, I'm joking. That's okay. Yeah. That's the same Craven from Underworld. No, no, not, not that crazy. No, he's he's a superhero. He's, uh, he's a villain. And, and he's, he's a villain. And, um, villain yeah. he's, he's like a hunter. Yeah, he's in Spider-Man universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
That vampire episode from Spider-Man the cartoon oh, Craven the freaked me out as a kid. The one he had the, like, the little suckers on his hand. Remember that? Oh. Somebody out there remembers that. Make sure you comment. <laughs> Guys, what do you think about Jaden Smith like that. for uh, the TV show? The Blade? No. <laughs> uh, damn. No. No. Well, I know what Martin's ah, opinion is from no. his Maybe. favorite no. movie, After Earth. <laughs> That's why, <laughs> Martin's that's keeping why, his mouth shut. Martin, Martin did not respond immediately to that. Chris, what is, what is his <laughs> favorite movie? It's not my movie? favorite movie. <laughs> okay, uh, second favorite. Uh, okay, uh, how can a movie yes. you saw 11 times in the theater not be your favorite movie? Okay, so <laughs> you're telling me the same. If you were stranded on a desert island. Oh, uh, well, you weren't stranded. <laughs> if you were stranded on a desert island. <laughs> you weren't. You were living in Los Angeles. <laughs> that's, that's, this that's, this that's sounds like a lot like After Earth. That's right, folks. Martin saw After Earth in the if you're stranded, we should, this is a fact we should repeat during every podcast. Like I never watched the X Men series and Martin saw After Earth, like, M Night Shyamalan's After Earth in theaters eleven times. Just yeah, let that sink wait, in. Wait, what film was the number one trending trailer after Comic Con? Well, uh, Split. Okay. Or I mean, Glass. Uh, Glass I mean, Glass. but yeah. you know, it's yeah, yeah. he's come a long way. He's come mm-hmm. a long way. Mm-hmm. I fell off the Shyamalan train. I'm back on. But we'll talk about that during Unbreakable. Yes. But. Yes. Uh, Jaden Smith. But, no. okay. I did not see the Karate Kid remake, but it, I I just watched I that know. in the barber shop I did. last oh, week. Wait, what? The barber the, shop. We in the barber shop? You saw yeah. who? It was up in the screen. Oh, oh you so you've never been to a black barber shop, Chad? <laughs> but <laughs> no, I have not. There's usually a pool table, Why? and there's a movie playing. <laughs> Some way, there's a pool table. Usually, and, the, and there's some PlayStation sometimes. So right. you got, most of what I know about most of what I know about black barbershops comes from coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just so you with, guys know, with Eddie Murphy playing multiple like characters, including Le- Jewish Le- characters. LeBron James is actually in. Uh, I guess he's de- developed a new unscripted TV series that is going to have multiple very famous people like Snoop Dogg, John Stewart. And other people, and it is going to be about them traveling to barbershops and just kind of talking about okay. real okay. things. Okay, famous so, people in cars going to barbershops. Going to barbershop. All right. It's like the black comedians in cars getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, it works. What's wrong with that? It works. No, that's that is fascinating. You know, I'll well, learn the bar- stuff. The barbershop, you know? kinda, I think it makes sense. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good setting. Barbershop. That was that was Tim's story, right, Chris? I'm Probably. Sorry. Tim's story, right? Barbershop. Directed it? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. It's a great movie. Yes. Then they did Beauty Shop with Queen Latifah. Which also a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story was I honestly haven't seen it. Well, they, did, they did. Well, they did two barbershops, and now they did the yeah. third. Was it's Think Like a Black Man the first African American-led film to break a hundred mil? I forgot. That. Oh no. I thought no. that was Blade Number no. One. No. Opening no. weekend. I don't remember. It was Blade Number like One that. didn't break a hundred. No, mil, I'm just kidding. I, I'd like it to be. Doesn't Stephen Dorff look kind of like Chris Pine in this shot? A little bit. A little Chris Pine thing going on. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if it was. It might be Kevin Hart's first one. I I mean, okay, (laughs) since we're on Blade, was Tim Story the first black director to direct a superhero franchise, right? Or or a superhero film? That's possible. Let's see. I mean, uh, did you do Fantastic? Actually, well, well I, I, I won't say both. that. The team's mainstream. I mean, we had we had uh, uh, Robert Townsend did Meteor Man. <laughs> Meteor Man, I love that yes. movie. Yes. So Thank that was you. that yes. was technically, I guess, what the big, Blake Blake first black superhero. Blank <laughs> Man. So like Damon Wayans. Yeah. yeah, but Damon Wayans didn't direct that though. But yes, whoever directed that was a great Who directed movie Steel. Too. 
That's uh-huh. a great question. <laughs> He's not taking credit for with, whoever with did that. Shaq. <laughs> hey, you're the black superhero. Wasn't yes. Steel before this movie? So he was, was Steel your like was Steel your like go to black superhero for a couple of years before Blade? <laughs> I, no, 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 no. Not at all. I don't think at all. No. But <laughs> hey, no, hey, I comment, don't... comment if you want us to do Steel. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want comments if no, you want to do honestly, Steel. I don't this has to be a popular yeah, demand. I don't know if I've ever seen Steel, honestly. So I would that. love it if we did I'm Steel. I'm sorry to hear you haven't seen okay. it. Ryan, Ryan, you own that it's, on it's DVD. Right? I would be excited to do it, but I need, I need, I need your guys' help steel to uh, right do Steel. Shazam? Was it Kazam or Shazam? No, Kazam. Kazam. I've seen Kazam a million times. We're getting Shazam next year. So going back to the movie now, stuff's getting pretty wily, as we can see. Yeah. Plans are coming into shape. We're smack dead in the third act, guys. Yeah. It's that climax. Yes. After, after Whistler's been killed. See, now, now now, he means no business. Blade's not messing around anymore. See, there's yes. more like ancient Egyptian artifacts. So it definitely was papyrus earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can uh, see it. it was oh, wait, no, that's not, ancient, that's not Egyptian. Egypt. Never mind. Are, no, there was definitely Egyptian stuff earlier. I don't know what, like I don't know Singapore. what, I don't know what culture this is. I don't believe is. you. I don't know. Oh, in the the face. We're we're about to see her, uh, once again, can't remember her name, but the character that's kind of the lead actress, we're seeing her uh, stuff come to fruition now. Oh, the exploding serum. Yes. This is a new weapon. Oh, this is... Wait, so the exploding serum, that's good for... I mean, Oh, that's graphic. Oh, my God. That was a lot of blood. So the serum is for who? So much. Well, no, it was one. It was, it was, yeah. Well, it was one of her. She was trying to cure herself, so she made this serum. She, she was experimenting with serums and trying to to cure herself. That was a great effect. And now it's yes, that was a really good effect. That holds up. uh, I'll dig it. That was pretty good. And it became a weapon. Yep. And so the thing is, honestly, at the end of this movie, they were kind of setting her up to take over Whistler's spot. Were they? Well, I mean, that's that. That was kind of like the end of it, where she kind of like she survived. Well. Spoiler alert. Can you imagine a sexual she survives. between those two? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like, oh. Yeah. This looks he like, he kind of goes his own way, is what I recall. This looks like the room that Tom Cruise drops into in Mission Impossible. <laughs> I also like, feel how like how Blade doesn't oh, no, down. This is, this is, uh, I'm waiting for Triple H. But yeah, here's his mom, though. His mom. Blade, like, I... His mom. Oh. oh. I forgot that was his mom. I was going to say, like, is he like, I just hit the jackpot here. <laughs> Wait, oh, now yeah. how is she still alive? She was what do you mean? His she mom. Was she was bitten. She was bitten. She became a vampire. That's She's how he a became a vampire. Now. Oh. Wait, that's her? That's not like a replicant? <laughs> a long <laughs> movie. No, this is Blade, not Blade part Runner. Of, part of the Clone Different. Wars of the Blade. <laughs> She's part of Deacon's entourage. Now it's just like Blade secret Runner. weapon. This is Blade Runner 2000. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't aged. Oh, yeah, God. see, as a secret weapon. Damn it, Mom. I think there's a little incestual uh-huh, yeah, going yeah. on there. That's mean. Isn't that a little disturbing? It gets a little incestual, not in this scene, but in a later scene. She does a little. little so she hasn't aged at all. Well, because she, yeah, she's a vampire. Yeah, she's a vampire. Yeah, I think Wesley Snipes is actually like he's like nine years older than the actress who plays his mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing about. Uh, so he, yeah, he does actually age clearly because he was a boy. He was a baby. Yeah. So I, I guess the question is. How, I mean, they never really explain when that was in the movie, so you don't really know how old he is in the movie, from what I can remember. Oh well, yeah, they okay, said so it was 1967. Now must be 98. This is 1967. 1967. Oh, and to what, now, which is, I guess, like, yeah, 98. That's like 30 something. And he looks like he's in his 40s. 
Wesley Snipes was in his late 30s, I think, when they shot this movie. He's supposed Damn. to be early 30s. He looked like his late another, 40s, and he doesn't age at all. So this is another movie where we go back and think and look at the actors, and they're in their 30s, like early 30s. It's uh, like Dawson's everybody, Creek. yeah. Dawson's Creek, well, they seven. Steven Dorff, how old is he? He's like 24, 25, <laughs> yeah. I think, when they shot right, this. I'm going yeah. to put this one to bed. I'm going to find out what the deal with uh, Steven Dorff is. I want to know how old he is. Find the Dorff on Dorff. So, I guess something that, you know, we've been talking about this movie looks good, and it's a good movie, it holds up and everything, but, like, the director of this movie, Stephen Norrington, this was his second feature, and I believe he's only directed, in his career, four theatrically released feature films. Wow. The last one being 2003's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He has not directed anything, anything since I did too, actually. And his only IMDb credits since 2003 are like doing some little visual effects work on like very small productions. So, Mm. but apparently, I don't know. It's like, you got, you can blame him for the guy who forced Sean Connery into retirement because Sean Connery (laughs) had such a horrible time filming The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in 2003 that that he quit acting. We have not seen Sean Connery in a live action major movie since in 15 years so wow. thanks Stephen Norrington could have made, made a better movie you know and then we oh. still have I oh still haven't seen Guys, it I've fallen asleep every time I've watched that movie I've, I've never just, seen oh, it I've, I've never I've seen just it. discovered the most unique coincidence what yes. Stephen Dorff was born in July of 1973 Tomb of Dracula 10 first appearance of Blade was July 1973 nice wow. what a unique destined destined to appear if anyone doesn't know that I just learned something in really Blade. interesting that everyone now knows so Stephen Dorff was born the same month and year that Blade was created Boom. wow nice I, I can't imagine that and now he's gonna appear wrong. in the Morbius movie who fought Blade which is the <laughs> issue he brought us today it's, coming, it's all it? coming is together is he gonna be Morbius hmm? is he gonna be Morbius who is he gonna play? Was he gonna be Morbius? I didn't really. No, 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 no. This has already been announced. Jared Leto is gonna be Morbius. How many people? All right. Well, he's not gonna be Joker, I guess. No, he's is gonna be. No, he's still gonna be Joker. Oh, but we're also getting the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. That's true. I don't know what Warner Brothers is doing. That's gonna be a grittier, darker one, which I'm really excited for. Todd Phillips is directing that. That'll be. It's gonna be interesting. I'm a little scared for what Warner Brothers is doing. I'm not really sure. They're thinking about coming up with a sub label too, where you have DC and like DC Dark or something. Well, yeah, no. That's gonna confuse the hell out of me. I might not have a job next year. You know, they're they're going a unique route. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. It's just you know. But okay, but at the same time, like. When I was putting together the oh. timeline, because when we were thinking about releasing films for this podcast, we were thinking about doing Marvel and DC back and forth, right? So from Superman all the way down to X-Men, that was all DC. Like, most of the major mm-hmm. films are all DC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so no Marvel. They're just going to go back and forth. I mean, unless one of For theatrical one. films, well, yeah. You literally had, like, Howard yeah. the Duck and then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then nothing, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's very possible it could. Yeah, I mean that's true. DC, yeah, for you're right. For like for twenty years, DC from seventy eight to ninety eight or so, DC was the box office king. That's yeah. Yeah, And now look at Mar. Now Marvel's taking over the last. All all I can remember is the um, Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie, 
the uh, who, who's Baywatch? Who's the who's the guy from Hasselhoff? Oh, Hasselhoff. Yeah, he did a he did a he did a, he did a Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Right, but that was he a TV a movie. Though. Yeah. Was was a TV? Yeah, was a TV oh, I did not know movie, that. Yeah. Um, you know, Dolph Lundgren. Also, now this is this is a uh, this is a DC character, but Dolph Lundgren did do the um, Masters of the Universe He Man movie. That was, uh, mm. but that was DC. Yeah, I never really thought about that, but that's true. DC yeah. was ruling actual yeah. like American theatrical movies. Yeah. For yeah, for superhero for, movies. From yeah. Super, even though like, yeah, some of them worked better than others, but they still were making well, money. Well, there, and there's the Fantastic Four movie from the early '90s that was well, never, that, that was their release. Never public viewing, but you can actually watch the entire thing on YouTube. Can you? You can. And that Captain America one that from 1990, yes. which didn't get a theatrical release in the U.S., but overseas it did. But I'm just gonna say, still. we may want to watch the never released Fantastic Four. <laughs> I would you love do. that. I, I love I, a movie. I, okay, I let's watch that movie. I want to watch it every time you ha- every time you laugh, you have to take a shot. <laughs> we're, gonna uh, we're, gonna be, we're gonna be too drunk to, to do anything. Because like, the, 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 be the costume bonus. the costume design alone on that set. Is Did you guys ever see the fourth dry. season of Arrested Development where Tobias is like dating the woman who was like Sue Storm in the in the it was supposed oh. to be in oh, the no. terrible version of Fantastic Four from the early nineties. I don't know. Right, so, so just going back to Blade now, I know we get on these tangents occasionally, but we're, just bear with us here. Um, we're finally getting to the, uh, I guess, the eventual climax of the movie where Steven Dorff's character, uh, Deacon Frost, ultimately becomes this major, powerful vampire god villain. So. Okay, but that's with the, like, the kind of this ancient uh, iconography as they're trying to awaken, right. like, this... Blood yes. God yeah, or something. Through, right? through, La, La Mangra. Through, through the papyrus. Yeah. Through the papyrus. Papyrus. <laughs> is it Egyptian? What, do I, what culture oh, is... Oh. oh. I, I, this, 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 so this is what I want to tell you guys. This scene right here where she... Um, God, I wish I knew her name. I feel bad. Or is the character? Sana? No, that's not no, Sana. That's not Sana. That's, Let's so just the, say her character. The, whatever the, the, the co-lead actress that is with uh, yes. Blade in the movie. This is the scene where she fall, they push her into the pit and she meets her original friend doctor guy and... I will tell you, this scene in the movie, for whatever reason, when I first saw it, it scared me to hell. There was just that darkness and the, the sounds and, and seeing him. And I was really happy to see her crawl back to the top because it was yeah. freaking me out. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is the guy from the beginning. He was in the beginning. Yeah, right? he was the one that gets bit by Quinn in the beginning. Oh, very Shakespearean. very yes, dark. His voice. So he's like a zombie now. So they create. This is the only other time in the three movies that they introduce a different kind of um, unique creature than a vampire. And it's just like zombie-like before he becomes a vampire. It's very dark but, too. Down here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is scary. It, it's scary, right? And, yeah. and and he's like he's gonna eat her. You know. Just how old are you here? Oh, I, I mean, ninety-eight. I was, born, I was fourteen when this movie came summer out. Summer ninety-eight. So I was I was yeah. probably when I first saw this movie in my mid-teens somewhere. Like that. When she learned karate. Well, she's oh, just she's beating the shit out. I think she was just beating her with that. Yeah, she's not not karate. Oh, thank God she had the stick to get out of there. Get up there. No. I have anxiety right now watching this. I know. I'm going to grab her leg. <laughs> now, do they travel to this temple? Yes. Yeah, this looks like a set, doesn't it? I mean, oh, it's no. a set. No, that's about. not a set. That looks like a temple that they use. Do we know what country they're in? Did they say? No, no. They're, they're in L.A. They're still in This is not. Is it, this is a set, yeah. guys. Yeah, this, this is the headquarters. No, I mean, like. Okay. You mean where the characters in, in based the movie, at? No, where no, no. are they supposed to be? No, in the this movie? is this is this is they're in the they're still in town. Okay, so they like had brought this ancient temple stuff. They shipped all this in and recreated it. Yeah, in. 
like built this is this is we see the I don't know. I didn't see them travel to uh, Egypt or they're, anything. They're definitely I guess. not in Egypt. Yeah, I oh. agree with Chris. I think they probably brought this stuff here, and they just needed the artifact, and they knew they needed to get this done. Wait, so they're trying to re here? They're trying to bring that uh, the blood god is is, is Blade? That the, is, and they want is that the third one? Is that the they're trying to do what they're trying to do in the third one right now? Is Blade being frozen no, into carbonite one, here? the third one is they, they find the original vampire. They find Dracula. Okay. He's yes. in the desert in like Egypt or somewhere. This one, they're trying to... This this must have been like a villain that came... Because Dracula was the first ever yeah. vampire. So right. this must have been some sort of blood god thing that came much later after Dracula and the original e- Egyptian history of the vampires in this movie cinematic universe. So they're trying to... You know, bring him back into you know, put him into you know, some like a character, and Stephen Dorff's gonna take gotcha. him in. I'm having a really tough time explaining exactly how I want to create this <laughs> image of what I'm saying, but for some reason, I, I don't know why. But well, if they're watching <laughs> with us, then they're watching it with us. That's true. Right. We're gonna say Yeah. Because I, well, I was just I saying just this. I was just saying this reminds you of like. It looks like Blade's about to get like frozen in carbonite, like Han Solo. <laughs> this is the him talking to her here is like uh, the yeah. "I love you, I know" moment, you know. I don't. Uh, I don't recall the Blood God being. I, I don't. I don't know if he was a uh, comic book character. Uh, he might have been, but yeah. I mean, Blade definitely went up against Deacon Frost several times in the comics, so mm-hmm. they're they're pretty good, you know, back and forth going superheroes. Well, this guys, is, I thought I was gonna make it, but this, this was the incestuous oh, thing I was telling you about. Bathroom break. Number one. Oh, Martin made it. You, you made it like an hour and a half. Not bad. Not bad. You know what I did? I went there first, so hey, you good. <laughs> oh, you just made so much noise on the speaker. <laughs> yeah, you realize his mom isn't his mom anymore. All right. He's a replicant. He's a host. He's a good old vampire. Now, he's a, could, he's a, now if you were Blade... Could you wind up killing your mother if you found that your mother was still alive after been searching for her, and she's a vampire eating people? I mean, you know, look, he doesn't end up killing her in the movie. The girl does it for him, essentially. But, yes. Um, yeah, I, you know, he's pretty ruthless. I think he could do it. I yeah. think he just wants to kill vampires. <laughs> well, he saved the girl who just reminded him of his mother. That's true. But so, I, I think there's more meaning I mean, to that. No, but, yeah. but no, there's more. I mean, she, he would be fight. He's fighting his Cause, like. Cause, his his mission where she is actually eating people. Yeah, well, she's clearly established she's not good anymore. So. Oh yeah, no. And this scene, she pretty much taunts him, saying she's eat it, eat people, and hunts mm-hmm. and loves it. So. But um. Yeah, this is uh. Hi mom. This is uh. Mm-hmm. This. You know, using using this kind of method of torture, I, I don't I don't I can't think of too many movies where you see something like this, but it's pretty violent. Oh. Yeah, and now and now he's, is he he's filling up with his blood. Yes, yes. no, no. They yeah, they they, he's he's being uh like wow. just, there's stakes in him right now. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. Blood. But you know what's funny about it? All that blood it only leads to the one drop that falls on Chris uh, Deacon's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the one drop. In the what end. happens to the rest of it? I don't well, know. It, well, it, it has to it has to travel a whole. It's lamp. moving it's, along yeah. very. Oh, you just got my thing all wet. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, Martin. Plus, we have accidents. And, okay. 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 and <laughs> I'll be all, right, all right, all right, we're back. We're well, to make a mess. This girl climbed out of a hole like she was, you know. Okay, this is definitely not something they just rebuilt in L.A. I'm just saying, could it's supposed to be an ancient temple, like under this, It's probably underground. I don't know what city they're in. They're no, they're like right a, there. A hangar. Look at that's a town. Well, the area code of that phone number on the side of the building was five five five, so that doesn't help us at all. <laughs> Wait, I think that was L.A. They just showed. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> 
So They're who knows what exists in the creepy underbelly of Los Angeles? Because he went looking There's after the floodlights, though. It's so crazy how much of uh, the Asian influence is in this movie. Hmm? The Asian influence. Oh. I'm just getting very like Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions vibes yeah. right yeah. now too. Well, it's mainly because she's dressed. All yeah, it's just like the style of dress and the style of their hair and like the. I don't know. Well, I think the just, style of her hair. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Did they eventually change? Ooh. Well, they kind of need him for the. Uh... What was I reading about? Um, Matrix made like leather and trench coats popular again, but then like the Columbine shooters. Um, oh, that was right yeah. around the same time too yeah. when that movie came out, and then she, that shooting. She just yeah. killed one of the yeah. board of vampires. Wouldn't that have screwed up all the plans? That's Maybe what I feel like. I feel like yes. I'm a, I'm a little confused. They, they need they need the pure bloods. So, uh, so, so, question: how, how do you guys feel if this scenario would happen differently? So, Stephen Dork, he becomes the Magra essentially, but you can tell he still clearly has his own, um, you know, Agenda. his own, his own um, personality still. Right. Do you think it would have been interesting if they would have played it off where he's a different person altogether? Where well, he's full on possessed? No. Yeah. Full, you you, like, you well, like it better where he's still Deacon Frost? Well, I th- I think that because you want you want the guy you want him to be taken down. Okay. He's the bad yeah, guy. Yeah. Fair point. So, because they could have gone that route, but yeah, he gets turned to something else. It's like now he's fighting some monster that just popped right. out of nowhere. Like who cares? Okay. So she's finally her skills as a doctor is finally coming into play here. Well, uh, her skills have been, they've been playing. That's that's where that uh, that little exploding thing well, came her, her from. Skills are, a doctor she just told him he's about to eat. You know, eat him. Eat well, him. she's a hematologist <laughs> and she told him he's bleeding to death. So yeah, her bedside manner is great. <laughs> she did she say it in down. a nice calming voice. She passed voice, that though. exam in medical school. She, she had to, a nice uh, calming voice. Yeah. Is she gonna is, is he gonna feed off of her? Yeah, yes. and so, so she's just so offering guys, she's offering herself yeah, as a yeah. meal. Well just so you guys are aware, so the blood that he's he's taking in, um, I, I'm pretty sure, at least in the movie, it's not fully it doesn't fully fulfill him. Yeah. I think there's something to it, whereas I think eating get it taking real live her blood definitely gives him a bit of a more even kind of a advantage in the sense of gaining more strength and, and becoming more stronger. So I think that helped him out personally. Yeah. So he's about to oh, go yeah. Super Saiyan here. Yeah, yes, essentially. Super to, Saiyan yeah. 3, I'd say. <laughs> um, maybe even Ultra Saiyan. Boy, this uh, blood took its time moving through these little passageways. That's oh, it's a big test. It's all. Uh, so never mind. The blood Cavern. does hit everybody. Then he gets the yeah. one drop. So these are all of the like These are the pure, head vampires. Pure, 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 pure bloods, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pure blood vampires. The These establishment. The yes, the government. I mean, uh, the establishment of the uh, uh, not, not, vampire. Not, not original, but they were born. They were born. They were yes. born as vampires, whereas they weren't made. That's the difference. They were like yes. an original vampire. Like, that's yeah. Dracula back then. But I'm sure they're really old, though. But yeah. yeah. I think when we, when we tilt up on the camera, I, that looks like a set. Right? It looks like a miniature. I wonder oh, if that is. I don't so know. That could be miniature. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. That's possible for the for these big shots. The wind, you know, you big shots that are close up like Deacon, that. Deacon is that going to fall all the way from the ceiling and he's going to be exactly be under right it? Right on the forehead. Yeah. Pretty good aim. I know. He was able well, to yeah, anticipate. It's, it's oh, I see. It's built that way. That's thick blood. <laughs> it's coagulated. 
That's vampire <laughs> blood. That's that syrup and food coloring. <laughs> that's CG. Well, but yeah, that's, <laughs> CG. that's okay. Uh, it's gonna be like one that's giant. Cool. That blood is Kool Aid color. Drop. <laughs> good to the last drop. Here we go. Here we go. How long do you think it's been since he's had like human blood? Long time. Long man. time. He since he eight, Probably yeah. since Ooh. he was a kid, right? So if you met Whistler when he was like, let's yeah. say. 11, 13 adolescents. What has he been feeding on? Like synthetic blood or something. Synthetic yeah. blood, yeah. Oh, synthetic, yeah, yeah so some okay. synthetic just blood to, to develop. Just to barely keep him, you know, well enough. That's essentially what he's been doing. They yeah. couldn't have been, like, you know, raiding, like, you know, morgues and stuff just to get him some taste. Oh. Or they didn't want to Well, the thing, is he, he didn't want, the thing is he didn't want to, like, drink real blood because that gives you a craving for real blood. Now, what is the blood That's hitting him in the forehead? What does that do? He's not, like, ingesting oh, he, it. He does kill his mom. I take that back. Yeah, he does kill her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what did, wait, sorry. What was that, Chad? The blood the blood hitting him and the other people in the forehead. What does that do? That's, that's part of the prophecy. But that's they're not ingesting it. Okay, no, but it's now... Just, that's just... That's just see how the lightning... Now it's conducting. It's like yeah, a conductor, exactly. Gotcha. So I'm just going to point out something interesting. Uh, and we're going to see it pretty soon. But uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool actually mentions this in the first Deadpool movie, and it's coming pretty soon. Wait, really? Yes. The good old-fashioned superhero... What is it? Oh, landing? Superhero landing? Oh, superhero landing. They will be doing a very long superhero landing pretty soon. Love it. Sometimes the superhero landing looks good. This oh, one yeah. does. And this one okay. does. It looks badass. A lot of times it looks good. It's just, just like, times it looks too fake. That's like the Silk problem. Spectre superhero is... landing from Watchmen? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> but is this one of the first, unless Batman did it in some of the Batman movies? Oh, sure, Batman. Or I Superman Batman definitely did. Or maybe the Superman movies, too, but like... I'm sure he did, though, yeah. I, 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 this is definitely one of my favorite superhero landings. So, Ryan Reynolds, my friend, thank you for letting us know how popular they yes. were. Martin, don't you just want an opportunity to do that in your real life? Superhero landing? Superhero landing. Remember that awesome picture of us jumping off the Paramount Pictures column? Yep. We did the Power Rangers kick. You, yeah, you, hi yeah. I think was your catch. You have to show people best. that picture. The best. <laughs> we should share that on the Cape Seat Free yeah. page at some point. We were just talking about this say that we came full circle. Oh, yeah. Were you at the party at my Bye, house Mom. last year when the Ooh. actors who played the Power Rangers came? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, Ryan yeah. was there. I gotta be honest. I, I never watched either. Power Rangers. Either. Oh my god! <laughs> I never. What did you watch as a kid? Did you? Win- <laughs> I don't know. But not any of the shows you guys are talking about. Did I you watched watch a lot. Arthur. At least? I did. I watched some Arthur. Ah, some. Real Monsters. Yes, I did watch that. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Tangent number three. Okay, I gotta say these CG uh, skeleton creatures don't look great. They, they don't. I they look a little better than. Great. They look okay. way better than the ones from uh, Ghost. Now this. Oh uh, no, this, they look like Ghostbusters. Now ones. this is a major. This <laughs> is a major bad. Hollywood production. This is probably the level of CG you'd expect from like a sci-fi original feature on yeah. TV nowadays. You know what I mean? Nowadays, right. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But at the time, yeah, it was good. 20 years ago today when this came out, let's right. not forget how momentous of an occasion. Agreed. That's number two, Chris. Now, do you think this is the best shape Wesley Snipes has ever in in his life? I'm sure up there. I mean, he's I mean, pretty jacked. I mean, he's pretty, he, he's pretty jacked in this. I mean, I think he was a little bit more agile than, like, Demolition Man. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But he's definitely been Jackman. That was a few years before that. What was that, like 92, 93? Hugh so that Jackman. was like five years before this. He was Hugh Jackman. He was Hugh Jackman. Huge Jackman. Uh, no, wasn't Demolition Man mid-late 90s? 95? Oh, 93. No, I, I don't say, think so. I'll say 93. If J- Dread was, what, 95? Demolition Man must have been 94. Okay. 
Oh, we just missed Superhero Man. Superhero Man. Superhero Man. That's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. Demolition Man was 93. It was. Okay. The, the tighter you are on your shot when you do the superhero landing, the better it is. Agreed. When it's when it's like yeah, that. You, oh, grabbing the sunglasses. Grabbing, the not, sun, not even yeah. looking. You just touch it. You just grab it in the air, man. There we go. This is very yeah, Matrix. Now, now right this here. is very now Matrix. The, yeah. the, uh, Dude, yes. maybe Matrix copied this one more than <laughs> more than we realized. More than we realized. This is a ma- yeah. This is what we. This would, is very this Matrixy. Is, yeah, for sure. And the music. Listen to the music. Yeah, no, this is sound, very. This is very like Matrix. I think, I think the Wachowski right uh, sisters may have uh, taken a little bit from this. I mean, I know the that kind of techno. Don Davis did the music for yes. the Matrix. I love the Matrix soundtrack. Yeah. It's funny. There's there's a bit of a comedic element to his fighting, his martial arts in this scene. For some yeah, reason. you're right. The way that people, the way the other actors, uh, the other like um, uh, fighters react, it's kind of funny at some points, but it, <laughs> but it's cool though. It's really yeah, interesting. I agree. I think I think you see um, you see uh, uh, Wesley Snipes' yeah. you know abilities come out pretty well, so it's awesome. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, so just... I I looking at this movie, it makes me realize like people oh. take fight choreography for granted. Like yeah. I remember oh, yeah. my only problem with Batman Begins was the choreography. Like I couldn't see what was going on. That was Nolan. So hold, hold on, are they shooting that? Like how are they doing that? Is that is that like legit in the moment happening, or do you think they were doing that like? Fast stuff, or was that like like speed oh. framed up? Or yeah, I, think, uh, I, I, I felt I felt like there was some of it probably speed framed up, but okay. no, well, not I know too much though. Cause not too much. No, 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 it wasn't. No, I it think was, if you shoot it close up enough. Okay, so you think they were really just tell. going at it like that fast? Yeah, That's pretty I awesome. think so. Because they, I no. mean, they practice this stuff. And they Plus, cor- they no, know, they choreograph it. The, there's been effects in this thing where they show like the sp- the, the vampires running and stuff, mm, where they kind of speed right. up a little. They yeah. speed up a little Ooh, bit. But that actually felt pretty but, legit, though. That's the crazy no. thing. Yeah. Like this well, a lot of this stuff is legit. Yeah. No, a lot of stuff is legit. Spin kicks. These are this is amazing. Multiple spin kicks too. And it helps. You, 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 you tell the camera work. They're like doing this like shaky stuff to make it feel like it helps oh, when yeah. you have a handheld camera and it just yeah. adds a lot of. It's very dynamic and and yeah, you're kind of lose track of what's going on especially in the close-ups and you can kind of fake stuff a lot more that's what i thought was so super so special about batman versus superman there's a lot of like dolly shots and non-handheld fighting scenes that uh batman was in oh my god Ooh, that's I, that's so like bad. the trailer there's shot right there yeah, oh, yeah. it was so yeah, badass that's man. great <laughs> wesley snipes he just killed it we get the I kind of want to see more movies with Wesley Snipes nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a very martial arty kind of Japanese Ooh, way he ran all, up That was some wire work. Some wire yeah, work. Definitely wire work. Yeah, I love that was the great. wire work. He went full on like uh, saber tooth. <laughs> X Men. That's or, right. Uh, the front yes. Something added to it. <laughs> or so uh, this is uh, Kevin Crumb. <laughs> In, in glass, glass trailer, in glass trailer. <laughs> that wire work with the full dude. That's extension. like that's like legit wire work. That's what I'm excited about. That they put McAvoy like it looks like they put him in a harness. Yeah. Oh my god, I love this. Look at these little I, they, the that's CGI it. in embellishment enhancement and the sparks. Oh, there's yeah. the hand. Oh, but he cut him in half. He got no. Thanks to La Magra, he's back. He's like, what the. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, Chris. Awesome. That, that I did think that was a little cheesy. The okay, yeah, that, that, that yeah. was that was cartoon. That's okay. Yeah. That that was still cool though when he got cut in half yeah. and like the blood column like held him together. <laughs> Dude, this is intense. Look at this. 
This is crazy. Yeah. What is what is chat? Tell us. I don't know. <laughs> just the the sword fighting here is really fast and intense. This is great. Whoa. <laughs> and he ran around real yeah, fast. So 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 Blade maybe a little uh, uh, a little bit behind here and out of his own element because I think someone a little stronger okay. is going up against him. But uh, <laughs> that didn't do anything. Yeah, you can't defeat this guy. <laughs> wow. Let's see. Yeah, the budget is, for this oh. was forty-five mil. What? Yeah. Opening weekend. Forty-five. Was seventeen yeah. made seventeen. God, it's crazy. Thing Gross. When you forty-five mil now back then. Forty-five million was. Gross was one thirty-one point one mil. Okay. Worldwide. Forty-five was low even in ninety-eight because we just we did X-Men <laughs> recently and well, that had like a seventy-five million budget which was considered low at the uh, time in two thousand. So wait, wait, X-Men came out after this, right? Yeah, it was two years yeah. after this, yeah. but. Um, no, so I that's that's it. barely any addition to the budget. Hmm. <laughs> you saying, Ryan? Well, that's yeah. a ma- there's well, a matrix well, shot right there, like him going up. No, like it was. The, you're right. Like this. It's crazy. Oh, is this gonna make him yes. explode now? Yes, yeah, I'm a little the, surprised. Uh, this was the I love the slow hit. track. I, I would have thought he would have been able to survive this being who he is now, but I guess it's yeah. tough <laughs> with the trick. One-liners. <laughs> you gotta have a good one-liner. Yeah. Oh, kicks it into the forehead. Come on, Lamagra, you can uh, handle this. So if you're not watching right now, that's this is awesome. Blade just oh, he's an explosion. Yes, he he popped a lot of so that uh, ex- new serum. It's expanding into him out. This year, oh, that's yeah. gross. Thank you for pulling out. Oh, how did he? He not he didn't get anything on him. That seems impossible. <laughs> He's far enough away. I would have like run out of the way and gone behind one of those columns or something. That was the, the weirdest shot I think of the whole movie. Why? They they pulled back on him exploding. They wanted a full shot of it, of him exploding. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, that's that is odd. Yeah. You think you'd go in on him because like the explosion going towards oh, yeah, you're him. Right. Yeah. That's strange. And then he got they had like no splatter land on him. Yeah, on him oh all. yeah, I mean. I'm, Wesley was like, I ain't getting dirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to say i'm very impressed with how much they used her in this movie mm. oh yeah no it's... oh they are in la so wh- where did this whole temple it's come all from? underground i love this scene because it feels very reminiscent of just kind of old dirty you know like like the uh, mel gibson from um what's the uh Mad max like Matt, like you feel like he's kind of they're almost like in this like western apocalyptic yeah. world right smoggy now the music and the, dirty the sound effects yeah like a whole new world's about to come over but you know with Blade there obviously it's a fade outs you want to help me so, make me a better serum he says yes she oh, was going to make him a cure point, but he's like I'm still fighting now Moscow? Moscow wait yes. this goes to Russia now? Well, that's where the second yes. one starts so yeah oh okay I don't remember is this the yeah this is what leads to number two when he's in Moscow so they set up well, a sequel and actually got to deliver on it. A lot of movies don't don't yeah. get that chance. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I mean this is kind of just an end scene, where you yeah. know that that blade's still at work. But yeah, it just set up a sequel. But now he's like international. He I didn't realize he spoke Russian, before. but he does apparently in this movie. So. Oh yeah, he's supposed to have been well traveled. That's what. Yeah. That's what. The well, like, the, is it established in this universe that the vampires can live for like hundreds of years? Because that happens oh, yeah. in a lot of other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, no, that's, that's definitely established. 
okay, so maybe, I mean, yeah, I know he's only supposed to be born in modern times, but if he lives long enough, he has time to learn other languages and That's true. stuff. Huh? Well, the thing is, I mean, he's, he's been known for traveling around. That's why he knows that all these That's vampires true. are born underground London, all over the world. Paris, yeah. yeah, he has traveled around. He was up in Boston. It's just like Edward. You know? When was he How in Boston? How many times has Edward graduated high school? Richard the best friend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When does he go to Boston? Blades in Boston? In the, in the comics, yeah. Oh, in the comics, cool. Wow, this, this single lone vampire. Oh, that was oh, okay. Man. That was an awesome cut single to the credits. Single lone vampire. Never <laughs> that was badass. Like a move, a really fast like track in, pulling out the sword, cut to credits. Like I Great. really want to be a single lone vampire going up against. Yeah, Blade. Yeah, 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 there we go. There we go. Love it. Cutting them up. That was cool. Right. That was, that was I've good, watched that movie in a long time. I do love that movie. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice. a great movie. Like what? I mean, we have to give them credit for many things. Oh we yes, give, we give Trailblazer credit for the diversity. Well, and 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 at the time, one of the biggest Marvel Marvel movies print at yeah. the time. It's this at is the time, Marvel this movies was weren't the biggest Marvel movie I've yeah. ever made. Yeah. Hold on, you said forty. And it was the Black Superhero. And, and it did <laughs> that's the actual. Yeah, that's not bad. That's triple. That's a little over triple its budget, and that's probably pretty good. Oh yeah, it. no, that's why I got two more sequels. Yeah. yeah. And no, it's. Or, it's no, 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 no. This, this, this movie set. I mean, it, it set up the Marvel. I mean, the Marvel movies that we have now, even the X Men, all this stuff. This set up. This, this set it up. I agree. I think it did too. The ripple effect. Because I mean, we've been talking like this first season of Cape Seat for you. We've been watching the first movies in a lot of series. You know, that kicked off things such as like Iron Man and Batman Begins and X Men and things like that. And yeah, it's it's. And we've talked about this a lot. Just the ripple effect. If this movie hadn't happened or hadn't worked so well. Like none of this afterwards would have happened, kind of thing, and it's kind yeah. of crazy the bu- the butterfly effect of the whole thing. That's, I mean, yeah, like, it's like, great. Like we were saying in the last podcast, I definitely agree that X Men felt more in proximity to what we see nowadays. Yes, but, that is true. But there's that no doubt true. this looked awesome, and it, it was a great movie, and the right. fighting and everything, and the mar and the the comic book element. I, I agree. I think this really paved the way for. Future I know what you mean because this this movie's rated. Are right, so I like think so. I think yeah. we're X Men was like PG thirteen big superhero yeah. ensemble has the the tone I think of the MCU today. Yeah. It's very yeah. much more of a blueprint for for the yeah. MCU nowadays. But but yeah, this this really this helped establish comic book movies as being kind of like a a serious kind of thing that could work as a movie and be mm-hmm. for adults and mm-hmm. and not huh. be too cheesy and yep. I don't know like and you could have the you know the lead be a different race and yeah. I don't know yeah. it's just there's a lot that well, really worked yeah. Yeah. Marvel. This, uh, and Marvel Did, proved Marvel could work <laughs> as a feature yeah now Ryan there's is it a common misconception that Marvel is a lot more comic booky where DC is a lot more dark like I feel like this proves that theory wrong alone well, well, you got to remember what came before this, which was those several very comic booky DC Batman yeah. movies. Yes. So. And then <laughs> the Superman movies, which are very not dark. Yeah. <laughs> was there, dis- was there yeah, distinguishing no. uh, traits that diff- made them differ in the comic form that you know? Um, yeah, that's co- what I meant. In the, it, oh, okay. in the com- no, in the comic books, Batman was always dark. Uh, right. As far as DC, Superman was always very light. That's the, the sun to the, to the, du- yes. the, the light to the darkness. I mean, those were always contrasting. Uh, in no sense in the comic books, but um, no, I mean, the only, it, it's it's really in the non-comic book world that you start to see something like that happen, like the Adam West 
very goofy series. That's what I was going to say. If Batman was dark in the comics when they made that yeah, TV that, show in the that, 60s, that, that must have been a departure. That was a part departure of someone going a different yeah. route. I mean, the, the, the comic book Batman movies from the, the 90s, yeah, I mean, they definitely departed and just kind of went their own route with those. But No, and I feel like, I mean, at this time when DC was big, I felt DC was more playing safe. They had their Superman, Supermans and their Batmans. Yeah, that that was out. It was they weren't like branching out to too many Green Lanterns at this time. While I think Marvel had to like make a make make a stand, make a difference. The fact this movie made is actually saved because Marvel was going through bankruptcy, and that's why they sold a lot of their properties for cheap. When this movie was made, they started make buying up their properties, uh, studios buying up Ghost Rider, Fantastic Four, um, uh, The Punisher, mm-hmm. um, and started making all these other movies, which aren't as good but <laughs> but 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 the thing is these sales actually kept marvel afloat and you know like i said i, I believe it launched you, them into features when you look back it's kind of interesting that i mean i guess it makes sense but it's kind of interesting that the studios didn't take more of a gamble on some things like the fact that dc only did batman and superman movies they never did a wonder woman back in the day when they could have they did yeah. do a supergirl movie but yeah they, there's they, a yeah. lot of other characters they could have women they could have given a shot i mean even beyond green lantern i mean Hawkeye movie. Oh my god! Well, I'm, just to say, I'm losing to, it today, guys. I'm you want to start with their big, their big star. A, a, a Green Arrow movie, uh, a Green Lantern. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just, it's. I mean, they could have done a smaller version, just like they do a Blade. I mean, for Marvel, but yeah. I mean, I guess for a long time they wanted to stick with their big, right. you know, A-list characters. That's even Marvel the, uh, as well. But well, no, that, that's other. That's like, I mean, after after Batman stopped, after those Batman stopped, they wanted to just reboot Batman instead of starting with something else. It took right. a while for them to do a Wonder Woman. I yeah, mean, uh, they did the Green Lantern, and then you know they didn't do yeah. as well critically for them. So, those are short credits. Well, that is that is Cape Seed Free uh, bringing this to you on a to me, Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this: I felt like Suicide Squad was a big risk for like DC to me, just because it should have been. Well, no, but yeah. I mean, the fact it's not a traditional superhero. I mean, it's a super. It's a, it's villain, a group. villain group. It's show. technically a villain group, which yeah, no, it is. It is. It is. It is a, but, villain, um, it's a villain group. Um, no, I, I don't disagree with you, but uh, I just want to point out again that on this Tuesday, it's pretty damn cool that it happens to be the 20-year anniversary of Blade that we're watching. Blade. To the day. To the day. To the day. Why did you just touch me? And, uh, it, made, it made Blade even that more special. Thanks, Wesley very Snipes. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, Thanks, Wesley definitely. Snipes. Pay your taxes. Hopefully, we'll see, see you in more <laughs> stuff soon. You know, just, uh, I, don't, I don't think Wesley Snipes is fighting the way he does anymore. <laughs> But, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, well, that's it. The, this was a special one. That was good. That was yeah. very cool. Very special. cool to revisit that one. Definitely. Definitely. So, hey, Especially, Netflix, yeah. Blade. Netflix, Blade. Yes. Yes. Netflix, Blade. Yeah, this is the say. year of Black Panther. Like, let's let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's get it done. Okay. Right, let's do it. Kids, you free signing out? Sign out in this bad boy. Right, guys. Signing out, signing off. Kids, free. Thanks for joining. Peace out. Yes, until next time. Yes.